You ready? 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 Watch out, Grateful! features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. 
Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing but sports. Uh, A little bit of an apology is owed by me for last week. Uh, Last week, I was unable under any circumstance to connect to the show that we normally do every Saturday night here for Sports Whispers Weekly. Uh, We did have a show scheduled last week, but when we tried to connect, for some reason, it kept giving me a uh, wireless caller uh cannot be connected to at this time which is which is weird coming from blog talk considering it's not a wireless number that I'm dialing in so uh with that being the case I I ended up deciding after twice being disconnected from the from the call I decided to end up canceling the entire show and instead uh, maybe give it a week and see exactly what exactly uh, would come of it. Luckily, so far, my connection has stayed stable this week, so we are good to go as uh, as far as this week goes. But a uh, couple of programming reminders. This upcoming Thursday night, we will not be doing a – challenge uh recap show because of the big oh. brother two hour fina- or the two hour uh episode the double eviction coming up this ah. thursday so no challenge podcast this thursday night uh friday night however we will still be doing the big brother podcast and of course we will be back next saturday night obviously with sports listeners weekly but uh lou uh you are now connected um as I was just, uh, I was informing our listeners that we unfortunately had to cancel last week's show because right. of connection issues uh, that unfortunately uh, plagued my uh, plagued my phone. Apparently, uh, well, we I had, had tried tonight, but I was able to reconnect. I'm in a I'm in a spot with uh, with lousy uh, internet service, but I just uh, just go back in and, and redo it. So I I had my share problems tonight as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm almost kind of wondering if maybe it's on Blog Talk's end in general because there's it's uh, we we've never really had problems. Well, I don't use I don't use Blog Talk for my show. I I use I use Dialpad. Yeah, I know, but I, as far as like actual you know actually connecting onto right the onto the show for uh, for the night. Yeah, you know, usually we don't have problems on Saturday nights and. Uh, for some reason, last week we ended up having a problem, and of course, you said you're having problems tonight uh, with the connection. Oh, that was expected, so, though. I expected that. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully we can get through the whole show tonight. Uh, I would not be surprised, yeah. though, if uh, if we get disconnected at any point. Um, I was able to get through uh, Thursday and Fridays, and also we had a surprise podcast on Tuesday because uh, one huge issue came up in the Big Brother uh, show that is uh, that is going on on CBS that uh, we just urgently oh, yeah. needed to discuss. So we ended up doing three shows. This is the fourth show 
of four show of uh, of four podcasts for the week. So well, I thought I was nuts. But we do have uh, we do have a lot to cover. Obviously, I have all of last week's topics uh, on the yes. on the uh, on my list here, as well as all of this week. We have college football officially being back. Uh, and my here. God, some of the, some of the classics today, Lou. I mean, yeah. you know, I I don't think we could have gotten any closer uh, than what's it called Appalachian state against North Carolina. I mean, my God, like North Carolina, I'll say this what right the from the hell happened North Carolina the screw, I, I have no idea giving up 40. It was 40 points, right? That How Appalachian do you state points in the quarter. Yeah. It, it, it makes, it, I, I'm completely dumbfounded as far as to how yeah, they, were, the they would allow how they would allow 40 points in the fourth quarter to force overtime or that would uh, no it wasn't overtime no it wasn't overtime i'm think i'm thinking of uh i'm thinking of houston i think the uh the houston oh, game yeah. that ended up going was it the houston game or was it the wyoming game that went 3 i think I it was think houston i think it was um houston wow Rutgers won this game all right yeah oh yeah that's another thing too. Uh, Rutgers beat BC twenty-two to twenty-one. Unfortunately, where today. I am right uh, now, I cannot get Big Ten. Yeah, dirty no good. Oh, that sucks. I'm in a that hotel sucks. and does not carry Big Ten. Well, not upstairs anyway. Yeah, dirty no good. Son of a... But uh, Rutgers—that's their first win against BC since nineteen ninety-one. I was so young then. And of. And of course, and of course, go figure. This is the time I pick BC to start off the year, and I end up I, uh, I end up losing. I end up lo- I end up losing. It's a it's a good thing I didn't pick uh, the the UMass game because knowing uh, knowing UMass, whenever I pick against them, they always end up somehow covering, which I I still I don't understand that. Yeah, but, me with the Bears. Yeah. But the you know North Car- North Carolina. So here here's how it went. So Appalachian State got out to a fourteen to seven lead. Then yeah. North Carolina scored twenty one in the second quarter, which made it twenty eight to twenty one, uh, leading into the half. Then North Carolina scored thirteen in the third. Uh, Appalachian State couldn't get anything on the board. North Carolina puts up 22, and that's just barely enough for Appala- uh, for them to outlast Appalachian State. As uh, honestly, I almost felt that North Carolina almost almost completely screwed their entire game by choosing to run back, choosing to run back the onside kick for a touchdown. I mean, you rec- you're already up, and you recover the onside kick. What are you idiots doing? Just Lay on yeah, the ball. Yeah, what are you doing? Or what are you not doing? Lay on the ball. That's all you got to do. And they're lucky that Appalachian State sucked today when a two-point conversion. Because if Appalachian State had convo- had converted uh, either of those two two-point conversions, yeah. we would have got we would have been heading to overtime. Right. I just don't get it. You're up considerably, you know, all to three quarters, and the fourth quarter, 
their defense Shovel. just completely crumbled. Yeah. It, it, uh, as a matter of fact, I saw, I saw, I saw a post that said uh, the defensive coordinator better be walking, better be walking back to North Carolina. Or no, they were in North Carolina, but you know they yeah. better, they better be walking uh, back to uh, back to the headquarters, basically. Yeah. I mean that was I, I don't I don't think uh we could have seen any bigger of a potential collapse than what we saw in North Carolina no. today against Appalachian State. Somehow they ended up hanging on for the win. Which they better be thanking their lucky stars that that happened. Yeah. Uh we did get Houston uh Houston defeated UTSA in three overtimes it took. Uh thirty seven to thirty five. And I guess I guess apparently uh they have thrown away the wasn't the rule that after two overtimes it would go to two point conversions? Yes. And apparently they threw that away. Yeah. So they just said the hell with that then. Yeah. Uh, apparent, apparently they've decided to go against that because Houston actually scored on a touchdown as opposed to a two point uh-huh. conversion. That's why they ended up winning ultimately. Right. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, well, that, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense I'm, anyway. I mean, it's, it doesn't really, uh, I guess it's, I guess the reason why they went uh, for for two point conversions, the two point conversion rule, was because uh, you know there's always the possibility that games would go like I, I mean hell, what what was the longest game? Eight overtimes, nine overtimes. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either, to be honest with you. But uh, you know, I mean that's that's kind of ridiculous uh, as well. Eight overtimes, they're going like that, but. What happened was when the two when the two overtime um, conversion, you know, that way, you know, that's that's just too easy to do. I mean, because how, how do you, you know, not miss a two point conversion like that from that distance? Well, you say it's too easy to do, but yet you see Appalachian State, uh, the quarter or the, the wide receiver was wide open and the quarterback overthrew him. It was mm-hmm. literally uh, Appalachian State had that game won. Or, or they at least had the chance to go. Uh, yeah, they had that game one. They would have been up by one had they uh, converted yeah. that two point conversion. And instead, the ball went right through right through the guy's hands. Like he didn't. He he had no shot at catching it because it was just a bit too high. I mean, how yeah. do you overthrow a wide open receiver in the end zone? I it, 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 I don't understand it. Mm. But we did have uh one of the one of the upstart teams from last year, Cincinnati, uh they decided they wanted tougher competition. Well, uh be careful what you ask for because right. Th- with rumors that Cincinnati might be going into uh the SEC, well, if you're going into the oh, SEC, dear. You're looking. You're looking at games against Arkansas, and Arkansas beat them today, 31 to 24, in a game that was primarily, for the most part, uh, the first quarter or the first half, and then 
for some reason, Arkansas's defense uh, let up a little bit in the second half, but it was a game that was mostly dominated by Arkansas. Right. I think I think Cincinnati is now starting to figure out. Uh, yeah, maybe we perhaps we don't want to go to the SEC because these yeah. these teams these teams are nowhere close uh, in in, ter- in terms of teams that we faced kick. last year. Yeah, exactly. In terms of teams that we faced last year, yeah, these teams are leagues above them. Just I yeah. mean, just wait until they face Alabama. If they escaped, if they escaped Arkansas uh, with a seven point with a seven point loss uh, to Arkansas, just wait until they face Georgia or Alabama. And Georgia, they absolutely steamrolled uh, Oregon today. I was expecting a much three. better game with that. I was going to be I a was, much better yeah. game. And what do we get? We didn't I was get it at all. And 11th, you mean to tell me Oregon is 11th ranked and they could only put up a, a, measly, a measly three points to Georgia? Yeah. And might I add, I mean, Georgia, I know it's Georgia, but come first, on, people. Right. Yeah, you can at least, if you're supposed to be a borderline top 10 team, you can put up more than three points. Hell, if you're a top 25 team, you should be able to put up more than three points. Yeah, and you didn't. But Georgia, boy, you suck. Yeah, but Georgia though, their first seven possessions all went for touchdowns. Well, I think if, I'll put it to is you. It, is it safe? Go ahead, Steve. I'll put I'll, I'll put it to you like this: the password is overrated. Yeah, I, I mean. Can, can, can we uh, can we kind of, can we kind of say here that uh, maybe perhaps we could be looking at a potential repeat this year? Uh, I'd like to believe to that, but, some, but it's very hard to repeat. And if Alabama has something to say about that, I don't know because they are predicted uh, to run the table this year, and it was the, by the I think the biggest wide margin in twenty years for any school. So I think um, wow. you know. Well, if you believe the Vegas odds, of course. I mean, I I really don't. I mean, I think I think they're just you know, I think the, I think the uh, sports books are overrated too. I don't know what they look at, but you know, I think they're just shooting their mouth off. You know, but right. oh, Alabama's got the biggest uh, got the biggest odds in, in the last two decades, and they're just gonna roll right past everybody. I'm like, okay, I think you're being a little cockeyed to be honest with you. But it's very yeah. tough to repeat, you know, and especially in this day and age when when you lose good players, you know, to the to the NFL, uh, that makes it kind of hard. I, mean, I think that uh, Georgia lost a few too many players to the draft and whatnot, so that might be kind of hard to do. Possibly, yeah, but I mean, they ste- you know they steamrolled a borderline top ten team today right. in, a, in a game that was supposed to be on paper. You would think it would be more competitive than it actually was, and Georgia yeah, just. Georgia was it was almost like they were playing the game on easy mode essentially. Yeah. But let's bring in let's bring in Alex uh Alex you're probably probably hey wondering what happened uh probably wondering what hey. happened last week. Uh we had connection issues. So well uh, no we weren't I able both. I I was I, I was honestly uh, out of pocket too so it kind of worked out if that makes sense. So everything's fine. All right, good. All good. Love love. All right. is love. 
Yeah, I mean, or, think about this. So they're so they're so incredibly talented. Look at Oregon. You imagine those yeah. guys. They're they're four five star chip recruits, three hundred pounds everywhere, from Hawaii, yeah. from uh, California, from uh, New York, from Ohio. It's amazing the the skill level, the size, the the, the speed. It's absolutely amazing. And and like you said, That's, for yes. Georgia to just truck them, it's it's absolutely astonishing. People understand yeah. how good those guys are on both sides. Right. If you got trucked by Georgia, yeah, they got, you're still suiting up. You you're still on the other side of the ball. If you get blown up by Georgia, you know what? You're playing in D one school. I mean, you're three hundred pounds. I mean, those guys are fucking awesome. Pardon my. Or to put it this way, body. you play like you play a champs, and you the other team plays like shit. Yeah, and 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 Georgia Georgia lost, like you said before, Steve. I mean, I, I'm a I'm an obvious uh, I'm an Eagles fan. They uh, Eagles, I'm so grateful. We'll have to see what happens in in the fall coming up. But they drafted uh the Kobe Dean and uh, Jordan Davis. I mean, those guys. Right. I think there were seven. I, I want to say maybe four or five first rounders defensively out of Georgia. And now they're trucking people. It's like, like you said, it's like, are you it's like a factory. Like what, when does it stop? These guys just keep yeah. producing total stars. Yeah. Or Oregon just got absolutely destroyed today for a team. It, it, it makes me hard to, or it makes Lucky me hard duck. to believe. Yeah. It makes it hard to believe though, that Oregon was ranked number 11. Yeah. I mean, Start off. Just with Pulse on Monday. Uh, yeah, everything's uh, confetti, right? You know, at the beginning of the year, everyone said, oh, yeah, oh, these guys are 12 or 11 or 9. Well, now you, now you move on, things yeah. change. Now you're like, okay, that's a different that's a different program from Oregon. And I I love Oregon. I mean, I love the Ducks, personally. I don't know why. I'm, I'm a Blizzard fan. So I, I work for uh, you know, Pacific Northwest. You know, small, I mean, Obviously not a small school. My my cousin just graduated from there. She uh, put the cross. It's a great school, but if you're going up against Georgia, yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's basically like you're talking you're talking murderers row and uh, of the SEC and Georgia is one of them. <laughs> it's an, with, it's uh, an NFL yeah. defense. It's an NFL defense. I mean, how are yeah. you going to get three yards if it's third and four? You're done. Because you know they're blitzing. I mean, they can do whatever they want. Child's play. I mean, anyone who goes against them is cooked. Yeah, and I right. think that's actually I think that's actually the only SEC team that Oregon plays this year. Because actually, let me check their full schedule. Because yeah, they they don't play any other SEC team. So they basically got the SEC out of the way with Georgia, which Georgia I absolutely got- steamrolled them. Hey guys, both both incredible uh, co-hosts. How did Georgia become that good? Bring me, bring me, walk me back through the years. When did it happen? Because honestly, I'm as Blue knows, I'm still like getting more and more uh, acclimated, uh, used to uh, college. Yeah. How did Georgia become right. that good? When did they become that good? What was it two years ago? Kirby, they were never like that. Yes, dominant. Not in recent years, no. But they've, you know, they got, you know, good uh, pro- prospects from the high schools and whatnot, and that uh, I think they helped them a lot. And they got Kirby Smart too, who was uh, yeah. 
who was who was second in command to uh, to Nick Saban at Alabama. Nick Saban, okay. And as we all yeah, know, yeah, he was, when it comes uh, to college, when it comes to college, as we all know, as sports, uh, you know, people, you need to recruit. Well. Uh, it's all it's all it's all about recruiting, right? So right, yes. If you can pull people from Alabama or Connecticut or New York or Pennsylvania, like the best dogs are going to win at the end of the day. Alabama is obviously a, a, a powerhouse. I think Georgia is the new uh, top dog. Potentially. I mean, Kirby Smart last year was the number one ranked coach in both the coaches poll and the AP poll as well, finishing 14-1, mm-hmm. and one, uh, a perfect 8-0 what, and 0 the, in the SEC. Remarkable. Steve, what's his uh, background as far as resume uh, growing up? Uh, or, no, better, you know. More importantly, has he coached, uh, what was he, assistant coach somewhere else? How did he get to uh, yep. Georgia? So, he st- actually, it's it's interesting you say that because he, he started off at Georgia in 1999 as a uh, administrative assistant. And okay. then he end- and then he ended up moving to Valdosta State where he was a defensive back coach and a defensive coordinator for two years. Cut, then he went cut, to Florida State. Yeah, then he went to Florida State for two years as a uh, – I think he was just an assistant. I don't think he had any big role there. Uh, he went to – then he had stops in LSU for one year as a defensive back coach, back to Georgia as a running back coach. Then wow. uh, he Come was actually on. on Nick Saban's uh, – he was on Nick Saban's coaching staff when Saban coached the Miami Dolphins. He was the safety wow, coach. Wow, I did not know that. That's awesome. And then he followed Saban over to Alabama. As soon as Saban got fired, he fo- he followed Saban over to Alabama, where he became uh, the assistant uh, the assistant head coach and and defensive back coach for one year. And then they officially named him the defensive coordinator, uh, which he okay. held for about eight years. And then uh, and then uh, he smacked Saban in the mouth last year, which is kind of cool. Yep. Yep. And he uh, he ended up going. He ended up uh, becoming Georgia's head coach back in 2016. And wow. so far, with with today's record, he has or with today's win, he has a 68 and 15 record overall as a head coach. Wow! <laughs> including yeah. going. Inclu- yeah, go for it. Sorry. Uh, well, I was I was just going to say, including six and two in bowl games. I mean, we're not uh, spring chickens, you know. We're not, we're not old. We're not young. Mm-hmm. We're all uh, kind of in that. Uh, we're in the beautiful, uh, the best parts of our lives, right? So, growing up, Georgia was never that thing. They were never that program. It's amazing now they're that program. It's, I mean, like I said before, with the Eagles, they're regardless. I mean, they graduated ten, twelve. I want to say twelve pros. <laughs> They lost 12 professional players, and now they're mm-hmm. hammering people away. They're hammering – they don't even skip a beat. They just keep going. Right. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, and then he uh, he just recently, actually back in July, he signed a 10-year extension worth about $112.5 million, which makes him the highest-paid coach 
in college football. So needless to say, Kirby Smart isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Well, I, I would hope. I would hope he's still like me. I would hope he's still Kirby and me. I would hope he still has the uh, McDonald's app. He can get a free, uh, you know, quarter pounder here and there. But I don't know if he needs that. I don't know. Yeah, and actually, uh, one of his coaches uh, under his under his coaching tree is now the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, uh, Sam Pittman. Nice. Who was, I believe he was his, I want to say it was, oh, okay, it was, he was uh, his offensive line coach, uh, Sam Pittman was, for a couple of years. And then he ended up, uh, the reason why Georgia's offensive line was so good for those, for, for those years was because of Pittman. And now Pittman... Mm-hmm is the head coach of Arkansas who ended up uh ended up officially welcoming Cincinnati to SEC competition today uh with a uh, 31 to 24 loss. So um yeah, you know, definitely uh Kirby Smart, getting rid of Kirby Smart was maybe the worst uh, I shouldn't say decision because it wasn't really Nick Saban's decision, but it's right. one of the worst events to have happened for Saban because if if Saban had held on to Smart, I mean, yeah, Alabama has had has had a tremendous success, but just imagine uh, if they still had Smart, they could have gone on a string of of yeah. uh, championships, you know, not, not having some off years where uh, they ended up losing to, I think it was Clemson one year. And obviously they lost to Georgia last year. You know, they could have potentially had a, had a string of championship wins had they, had they kept uh, Kirby smart. Because actually, yeah. let me take a look real quick. 2016. Yeah. So, wait a minute. Yeah, 20. Wait a minute. Would he have had. Let me check and see if Kirby Smart was still on that team. Uh, no, he wasn't on that team. Okay, so Kirby Smart was the coach of Georgia starting with 2016. That year, Arkan- or not Arkansas, Alabama lost the national title to the Clemson Tigers, 35 to 31. Yep. If you have Kirby, if you have Kirby smart behind uh, that, uh, you know, in that team, they probably would have beat Clemson like they did the previous year. Yeah. Wouldn't that, no, yeah. wait a second. Let's, let's look at that. Let's look at that date chronologically speaking. Pardon my uh, lack of French. Um, if you look back to uh, 2016, now we're talking maybe Deshaun Watson. Clemson, or was it the same team or not? Uh, let me look. I think it's it, maybe someone else. I, I'm not sure. I, I just thought I would throw it out there. Yeah, hang on. Uh, uh yeah, it was Deshaun Watson. He was a he was a junior. Yeah, yeah Watson's twenty eight, twenty nine. So that would uh, time wise on the uh, chronological thing that would work. Watson was there. 
Yep, they also had Hunter Renfro, uh, who obviously now is a star yep. for the uh, for the Raiders. Third uh, yep, some other trying trying try to find some other uh, notable some other notable names from that roster. Unbelievable player, man. Small, not yes. even the fastest guy at all. I mean, if if you if you saw him at a high school field next to your uh, where you live, he wouldn't wow you. All he does is catch. Jordan yeah. Renfro. Huh, so for Renfro. some reason, oh, Renfro, yeah, Renfro, sure. Renfro, for some reason, is the only – oh, wait, no. There was also Trayvon Mullen on that roster, too, and Renfro, Isaiah Simmons. It's like a better Walker uh, Edelman. He, he helps me slip at night. I like Renfro. I, yeah. I like the uh, – but, he, you know, similar thing, you know, small. But you know what? Throw it in the pinch. Throw it into that little that window. You're gonna catch it. Third and three. That's right. It. I, quarterback's best friend. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, he. It's sort of. It's sort of like Edelman. How Edelman was, uh, you know, was Brady's guy to throw to. Uh, you basically have that with uh with Renfro. Oh, they also had Mike Williams too, on that roster. Uh, uh, for he's now he's now a uh, star receiver for the Chargers. Yep, big Mike. Four, yep, they had two, Dion. They had Dion Kane as well. Wow. I think we're looking at uh, history here. Well, yeah, you would be correct. No, no, no. I'm oh. just catching a score here. Um, the White Sox and Twins. I mean, the game was a done deal, but. Uh, I think either Chicago is working on either a perfect game or a no hitter. Wow, what, uh, it's what a no hitter. A no hitter. Well, still, I mean, the game is pretty much over, but still, I look at look it's at top of the ninth. But then, yeah, unfortunately, Fox in this area is showing Seattle, Cleveland, not this other game. Oh, you dirty dogs. Yeah, it's a, it's a Dylan Dylan Cease is one out away. Uh, he has two walks, so that negates the uh, perfect game. But right, he has still. six strikeouts. Uh, six strikeouts, and let's see who does Minnesota have up to bat. Uh, they got. Let's see. They just had Celestino, uh, so. Uh, Correa. Uh, yeah, Arias is up to Arias is up to bat now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Arias is awesome. He hits three uh, forty, three thirty. Yeah, he's a he's a good hitter. I mean, this game was over. Don't get me wrong, but you know, just to see it happen, you know. Yeah. I know. You know, I'm. It might be on MLB Network, maybe. Yeah, but you know, I don't get that over here on the on the setup here. I had I had to go downstairs to a bar to see it, but they charge so much money. Uh, yeah. yeah. I so up here, in the, so up here in the hotel room, you're you're limited to channels. So we're gonna feel sorry for you because you're in a casino. Betting. Yeah, we're gonna feel sorry for you. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. But yeah, I'm upstairs really, I'm, in the. But I'm upstairs yeah. in the room. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm by myself with my dog. Yeah. Okay, Lou. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? Well, since we're on the subject of uh, baseball, though, let's talk about the Yankees, Lou. What the hell has oh. happened since the All Star oh. break? Let's fun. see. Bad, bad trades. Um. No, that's one. I mean, the trade deadline really screwed us up. Injuries—that's another. So it all adds up, and now you're, you know, you're crash and burn. 
I mean, does injury? this kind of resemble 1978 when the Red Sox did the same thing? I'm sorry, Lou. Lou, uh, injuries so. are part of the discussion. Injuries should not be part of the discussion. Not, are are you kidding me? Look at, look at the Rays. Look at the Rays. They've, mm. They're missing their four best players. They just beat them. There's no injuries. There's no excuse. That's it. Yeah, well, ever since by the, the way, trade deadline, by the way, the really no hitter, flat. The no the no hitter has just been broken up. By the way, a single by uh, by oh. Luis Arias. Okay. I did not I, do it again. Like everyone is, I I always have the capability to break up a no hitter with my words. <laughs> oh, we can blame Bob Nightingale. He's the one who uh, he's the one who ruined okay, uh, the Bob perfect Nightingale. game. Yeah, he's the oh, one yeah. who ruined the perfect game uh, by. Uh, I forget who it was that was throwing a perfect game a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. My mom, my uh, girlfriend would say, Alex, you talk too much. I said, yeah, I know. Sign up. Yeah, I'm just going to weed. But, you know, there there was was somebody somebody was throwing a a perfect game last. uh, I think it it came down to three outs left, and he ended up giving up a leadoff double in the top of the ninth. And that basically was it for, ooh, okay. So, actually, we do have uh, a little bit of roster movement. This is kind of interesting. Boston has sent down Bobby Dalbeck. And in exchange, hmm. uh, they are calling up prized prospect Tristan Casas. I see. To play first base. And hmm. I say that's interesting because Bobby Dalbeck is sitting on the be- well he's been sitting on the bench ever since uh Eric Hosmer was acquired by Boston although Hosmer went down with an injury uh but interesting. Dalbeck has like 10 11 homers on the year and yeah. he apparently he apparently has now been sent down to Triple uh, A Worcester in exchange for Tristan Casas Worcester I find kind of funny because usually this is when this is the time when they expand rosters. So you would think that there would be enough room for, you know, for them to call up certain players. Right. Because you expanded from 26 to 28 players now, right? I'm pretty sure. I think Did they they lower it? I I I thought it used to be higher than that. No, I well, I think it was, but I think it's only uh, one. This I think now they have uh, two. I think uh, so. Uh, so I think it's twenty six to twenty eight now. Thank you for the pandemic for screwing this all up. Oh yeah, and then they, and then they had to do the uh, they had to readjust the CBA as well. Right. Yes. That was probably yeah. That was probably one of the things that changed. Right. But. Uh, I think that could be potentially interesting, though, because now, I mean, obviously, you look at the Red Sox and where they are in the standings. They're, I mean, they're below 500. Put it yes. this way, uh, playoff contention. I'm not really looking at them being in the playoffs. They're It'd like seven shot. games Matt back Bradley, of the wild yes, card. But it's a long shot. Yeah, no, I mean, they're not... seven games back. No, I mean the Rays might get in. Red Sox. Are in the oh game. no, they're, they're definitely they're... getting. The Rays are getting in. Watch out for the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. The the Rays are getting in, and the Blue Jays right now are 
are qualified. Right now the the Blue Jays are in yeah. the wild card uh, with Baltimore about a game and a half behind them. Uh, I really hope uh, Baltimore gets in. That'd be fun. It's entirely possible we could see all Earth. three teams from the AL East get in. The believe and I mean, if the if the Yankees continue their their horrific slide they're on right now, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe we might see New York slip over to the down to the wild card. But yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'm really I think it's actually kind of good. At, I'm looking at uh, Ohio State. I'm really glad I bet 200 bucks. They're they're struggling to even keep even with uh, Notre Dame. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know that's the. It's called. It's called they said that's money. the first time. Uh, exactly. You know that uh, they said that this is the first time under head coach Ryan Day that they only scored seven points in the first half. What is going on? Come on. For a number two ranked team, it uh, yeah, kind of makes you, it kind of makes you wonder if uh, if if preseason rankings are overrated. I mean, oh, you're well, seeing teams. I, I, I got blindsided. I, I expected them to be great, and they're, they're uh, muddling around the mud. But the, what, 10 yeah, it, What is it? Jesus. They're playing, they're, playing, they're playing sloppy football right now. I mean, some of, the, some of these – like that last one, they had three opportunities – for a receiver to catch, uh, or I mean, for uh, for a defender uh, to to intercept that ball, and yet neither one was able was able to uh, was able to grasp it. Yeah, I mean, unreal. But mm-hmm. uh, Vegas is still well, uh, I mean, still pure. Yeah, it is the second half. I mean, I mean, granted, Every, I mean, this is a lower, ball. you know, this is a lower school, but we saw this from TCU the other night. Mm-hmm. You know, TCU, Everyone's everybody was expecting a lot better, and then they exploded. Is it Buc- go ahead, Buckeyes Alex. ball? Is it, uh, is it a Notre Dame ball? Yeah. Uh, this is a good game. Buckeyes now. Uh, they just uh, – Notre Dame just they'll punted score, it. Four, they'll score four, tu- four touchdowns in uh, 20 minutes. Watch him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, mean, Appalachian State did I, it. Can't. God, I wish I had that bet uh, back. Okay, <laughs> life yeah. happens. Appala- you know, Appalachian State did it, so I mean, I, I would hope Ohio State could. Oh, at home on a Saturday night, they could score four touches in twenty minutes. Yes. So, yeah. And give up a twenty and give up a thirty point lead in the in the fourth quarter. Oh boy! Oh no! Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm surprised the BYU game is still going on. This is a game that was originally scheduled for like three o'clock, and it's now approaching ten. What happened? And BYU BYU is currently up on uh, South Florida. 50 to 21 with about like four and a half a, minutes left. I think left. there was a rain delay earlier, to be honest. There was, yes. Uh, there was that, and there was also for Texas A&M, there was a rain delay, but that was just delaying the inevitable of Texas A&M absolutely destroying, right. uh, you know, not even a ranked uh, school. 
Uh, we some of the you know some of the other scores right now. Uh, Kentucky is up over uh, Miami, uh, Miami from Ohio, uh, thirty to thirteen. Uh, Wisconsin is is uh, shutting out Illinois State, thirty-eight nothing, which is to be expected, honestly. Alabama absolutely yep. destroying uh, Utah State, forty-eight nothing. You know what? Third, third quarter. Third quarter, yeah. It's on the SEC <laughs> network. They're on pace for ninety-six points. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. they just started the third quarter too, and they have the ball. Man, I, sometimes I burn my money in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hesitant though because it was forty-one and a half points, and normally, I mean, you never you never know with those lower those lower level schools. I suppose you never know. Uh, yeah. Whether or not they'll just get blown out, or if they could at least score enough to where it'll screw you out of money, but I don't know. You know, it's yeah. Alabama is just is just putting on a clinic right now against them. So, well, are you surprised? I'm not. No, no, I'm not surprised, but. No, no. Uh, you know, I thought I thought that maybe, perhaps, you know, with a forty-one and a half point spread, that maybe yeah. perhaps Utah State would would uh, would at least score a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also 50 to saw Michigan right State now. fifty to twenty-one. Wait, fifty to twenty-one? Yes. Where? I mean the BYU game, BYU in South Florida. Oh, the BY, BYU. Okay. Yeah. Now we we just yeah, see some other. Uh, <laughs> we had some other wins uh, this week as well. Uh, Michigan State thirty-five thirteen over Western Michigan. I think they played. Uh, yes, yes. Oklahoma State fifty-eight to forty-four over Central Michigan, thirty-one over West Virginia. You know, there's still uh, Michigan actually uh, opened up 51 to seven over over right. Colorado State, I think it was. Yeah, but not Taylor. Hang on, there. Yeah, we're Monday night. And yeah, you know, there's obviously uh, Oklahoma. They were obviously going to beat UTEP like they did 45-13. So I mean, there there were some games. There were some games this week where it's very easy to call the winner. Yes, but you know the only que- the only question is you know how are the spreads going to look basically, right? So now I still I actually still have to uh, I still have to tabulate because Lou you're in the uh, games gridiron, um, correct thing. So I still I still have to tabulate that and see where everybody is at this point, but. Uh, there were uh, the last I checked, there were a couple of uh, a couple of players who are pretty big in the loss column right now. Mm-hmm. So now there was. Uh, I want to move over to the NBA for a little bit because there was a huge trade that went down over the last Ooh, couple yeah. of days uh, involving the Utah Jazz and surprisingly the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Yeah. As the Cleveland Cavaliers decided, oh, Colin Sexton was our future? Well, fuck that. Let's trade him to Utah and acquire and acquire Donovan Mitchell. Uh, the mm. full trade, the full trade was Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, uh, I believe. Oh yeah, Four and picks. also uh, first and first round first round pick Ochai Agbaji, as well as a total of five picks, including three future first rounders in twenty five, twenty seven, and twenty nine, and the right to swap in twenty six and twenty eight. Uh, Danny Ainge uh, Danny Ainge has about 13 picks coming up He's stockpiling picks We'll see Yeah Honestly I think this is a win for Ainge Because I I honestly feel Like the Cavaliers overpaid In this deal Yeah they must really feel confident in Darius Garland leading their team if they're willing to deal Colin Sexton. Well, Darius, Darius and all, when the when the Cavs finally became good again, Darius Garland yeah. was leading the way. Colin Sexton, I'm sorry, he's very talented. He's an athlete. They didn't love him in Cleveland. That's why they moved him. So he's a fat, you know, athletic guy, but he's not. The, I mean, Garland much more centered, much more focused. Smarter, you know what I mean? Garland's, Garland's yeah. definitely the guy they they want to build around with uh with Mobley, Elliot Mitchell, yeah, Kevin Love. I mean that's a yeah. great lineup. Yeah, well I just Love it. I of was course. kind of surprised though. I was kind of surprised though because it seemed like they were starting to gel until until Sexton got injured. Right. So it really kind of surprised me the fact that okay they're willing to move on from Sexton now, but I mean I don't blame them. You know you got you got no. the trio of uh, of Garland, Mobley, and Allen still together, and now you've got you you add uh, Donovan Mitchell to that equation, and obviously I mean you don't know. What kind of what kind of uh, condition Sexton is going to be in after he tore his meniscus this year? Uh, but he did sign a four uh, a four year extension worth about seventy two million dollars with the right, Jazz right, right, once right. he uh, once he was officially acquired. Uh, and actually, there is news that obviously we knew that the Knicks were involved in the discussions as well. Yeah, uh, but. Apparently, when they agreed to an extension with R.J. Barrett, that was basically the signal that, yeah, uh, this trade isn't going to happen because the Utah Jazz were the interested in R.J. Barrett. Yeah, it was the day before. They, they saw the writing on the wall. They probably knew it was, the, the other deal was going down. So they signed R.J. Yeah. And, R.J. Barrett. Uh, the, so the supposed rumor – uh, for the Knicks involving Donovan Mitchell was that they were they were set to uh, or they were asking the Knicks for uh, Mitchell. I, I think it was Robinson, Barrett, and it was yeah. like three or four first round picks. 
and right, right. maybe like and may, maybe like one other player, and uh, that's where basically talks had stalled. Mm. Well, I mean, are you going to mortgage everything? I mean, look at the uh, Knicks back in the day with uh, Carmelo Anthony. They gave up uh, Gallinari. Yeah. Three or four of their guys. No, just wait. Well, I guess now they have to wait three years. I mean, Mitchell wants to be a Nick, but uh, how can I sell my franchise just to uh, get a guy home? True, yeah. And also, yeah. when you think about it, they have they have all those first-round picks coming up, too. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks, uh, I mean, they were obviously uh, trying to get them. Hey, Cavaliers got yep. I mean, the Knicks were offering a lot of stuff. So, got to move on Ooh. and uh, focus on the Knicks. Yeah, I, ju- I just was wow. kind of surprised, though, that, uh, you know, that Cleveland Cleveland must have really felt like a deal was going to be close. So they because they swooped in at the last minute. Apparently, you know, Cleveland was on nobody's radar when it came to when you know when it came to Donovan Mitchell discussions. Yep, Cleveland was nowhere near talks, and then they swooped in at the last mm-hmm. minute. Like I. I I looked at my phone as soon as I saw that happen, and I nearly flipped. I was stunned. Yeah, that it was shocking. that that, uh, that Cleveland pulled the trigger. But still, though, I mean, this is, in my opinion, I believe it's a huge win for Danny Ainge. Uh, acquiring all these assets. So he gained, I think it was a total of 10 first-round picks involving pick swaps. Wow. For Donovan Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And not to mention, you also get Colin, you get Colin Sexton, you get Laurie Markkinen, and you get Ochai Agbaji, as well as Ochai. I think Patrick. Be- I think you. I think you also get Patrick Beverly and a couple of other players from Minnesota Ugh, as well. Patrick Beverly. So I mean, this was, uh, in my opinion, it was mind blowing to me the fact that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- this was sort of a trade that you look at for like a Kevin Durant practically so if you were to Mitchell is not on the level he is not no he isn't but this is a trade package that you probably would have looked at for say a Kevin Durant though mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah I mean Inge, Inge pillaged them he won the deal yeah like, like if say, say if the Nets were to reopen trade talks now for Kevin Durant, his price will absolutely skyrocket because of what the Jazz pulled off for both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I mean, granted, yeah, Durant is 34 years old. And you know he has term, which mm. actually helps, 
which actually helps the Nets in this case because if he has term, that means you can demand more in a trade. So, I, I you know, credit to Utah. They absolutely made out like bandits with this uh with these two deals that they uh that they ended up uh doing this off season. Yeah, I mean well Utah always was on the uh, what four seed, five seed, they're not gonna win the championship, right? Go no. there and uh probably over, not with COVID, um Gobert and uh uh Donovan Mitchell. I remember they they were clashing the whole time. Gobert didn't get any tests and then he um uh, he said, oh, I can touch anyone. He was making a joke at a COVID, and Mitchell got really pissed. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, rem- so, I remember uh, where he uh, I remember where he touched all of the microphones and everything, and then literally uh, that same night, and then that, and then that same night, he, uh, it was revealed that he tested positive for COVID, and that shut down the entire league after that. Yeah, disgusting. Right. But we go we go from uh, the Donovan Mitchell trade to now news about the number one or was it number one or number two pick I forget uh, no the number two wait yeah the number Chet. two pick in this year's draft Chet Holmgren is now out for his entire rookie out. season due to a Liz Frank injury in his right foot and it happened when he guarded LeBron James two weeks ago yeah. in a, in a crossover. A, they call it a crossover game. A crossover game, but they spell it cross, like C-R-A-W-S. Uh, now, I said from the very beginning that this kid looks like a stick figure and that he could, you know, any NBA – any big NBA player could break – could probably break him like a twig. And I saw the video uh, of of the injury. He barely even touched LeBron, and like, like okay, maybe he uh, LeBron scraped him, and with how he with how Holmgren landed, it was very hard to tell that he was even injured. But apparently, he suffered an injury to the list Frank part of his foot. And so now he's out for the year because of this. And I, I guess supposedly what was uh, what was said was that he could have potentially played, but Oklahoma City doesn't want to risk it. So, right. um, like he would have been he would have been out for a considerable portion of this year, and he would have had the opportunity to you know to come back at some point, but. They're choosing to be cautious with him, which I mean, it's it makes sense, you know. Okay. This if this guy is supposed to be your future franchise player, you know, you wanna you wanna handle him with kid gloves, basically. But to me, I'm almost wondering if he's just if this is just screaming Greg Oden all over again, mm, where I'm afraid of uh, that. You know where Seattle was supposed to have gotten Greg Oden, and they, of course, they ended up getting Kevin Durant, and then they moved to Oklahoma City. And I almost wonder if this is the reverse Greg Oden effect, 
now coming back to bite Oklahoma City, where now they're going to have a guy who's probably going to get injured almost every single year. And who knows, you know, he dominated in the uh, in the summer league, but who knows how mm-hmm. he's going to, uh, once he officially uh, recovers from this injury. Because I believe it was on his... Tw- I believe it was on his plant foot as well. Am I Ben? Uh, what What are your thoughts on this, Alex? Uh, I mean, is is this kid going to be injury prone for basically his entire career? Yeah, I mean, overall, when you look at someone's resume, right? You hate to judge people, but if he was getting banged up earlier, probably going to get brittle and banged up again. Very yeah, it's a fine line. You don't want to sign someone long term. They keep getting injured. You can love the guy to death. Bottom line, if he's not showing up for the games, right. you can't have him on yeah. And like and like I said, he barely even touched. Uh, he barely even touched LeBron, and that's how he got injured. It always ends yeah. up that way, doesn't it? What is he? He's 190 pounds, seven feet tall. Are you kidding me? It's not going yeah, to work in the NBA. I'm sorry. No. He has to hit the he weight. Need, he, and, needs... and, uh, he, he has to add about 20, 30, 40 pounds of muscle. Come back. Exactly. Right. Exactly. If if you want, I, I said this when, when, uh, when we first talked about the draft uh, after draft night. If, if he wants to succeed in the NBA, he can't be a stick figure like this. I mean, we saw, okay, this is comparing two completely different athletes, but Paco Fall, you know, he's seven foot four. And yet the way he, the way he lengthed around the, the court, so completely awkward. It's like he barely even got any playing time because of how awkward he looked when he was moving around the court, you know, he was barely able to produce at the NBA level. And I mean, granted we saw encouraging signs in the summer league for, uh, for Chet Holmgren, but unless he adds any muscle to his frame, you know, there's always the possibility that he could be a walking injury you know, a walking injury waiting to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now with him out, that means that they're going to have to rely on uh, Alexei P- uh, Pukoshevsky, uh Darius Baisley, yeah. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Jalen Williams to the, try the, and make up for his absence. The, the never-ending uh, rebuild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's the never-ending rebuild in Oklahoma City, basically. Mm-hmm. So I, I guarantee you, they may be in the they may be in the running for another high pick next year too. At this point. Yeah, oh, they could use the center, the, the guy Wamaba. I don't even know his name, but uh, the center coming out next year is like the number one pick right away. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I've seen. I've seen. Uh, I've seen his tape, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's like it's it's like Watanabe or something. I think his name is. Yeah, yeah something like that. He's like 7'1", and he shoots, and he's like fast, and he's big. He's obviously he's 7'1". I mean, if they get him, then you have uh, Chet with uh, with him, and then you have Giddy and Joe uh, Alexander. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what Chet's already done, so you never know what happens. Every, yeah. Every day. Uh no, it's Victor. It's Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. He's apparently like the next, and the next big, next big thing. Yeah, their compare. Uh, his comparison is basically a better Kristaps Porzingis. Is what they're comparing him to. Porzingis. Uh... Ooh. Yeah. That's a dirty word. He. he that he's a he's a better Kristaps Porzingis is what they're saying. <laughs> okay, show me it. I'm believing. I mean, the kid has a seven foot a seven foot nine inch wingspan. I see. I've seen him. I've I've seen him uh, some some of his uh, tape, and he is pretty. He does look pretty nasty. For uh, for someone of his height, seven foot three. Mm. You drafted Godzilla. I mean, my God, uh, it, it, you know he has a problem too. He has the same problem though as Chet Holmgren. Mm. Is he like looks ben like Simmons. a stick figure? Mm. Well, he looks like a stick figure though. It's kind. Of, it's it's yeah, basically but, just like Chet Holmgren. Hmm. But in the first year, I mean, play. It sounds familiar. All all he needs to do is add a little bit of muscle, and that's the same thing with Chet Holmgren. All they need to do is add a little bit of muscle. At least you know you can't be running around with uh, running around in the NBA with a stick figure. You know that's just no, no, no. Uh, you're basically asking. You're basically asking to be injured. Mm-hmm. And you probably would be. So. Yeah. Uh, now the NBA has uh, officially released their health and safety protocols for the upcoming year. Uh, yes. It includes weekly weekly surveillance testing for unvaccinated players. Uh, vaccinated players only have to undergo testing if they show symptoms. Isolation will be required immediately after testing positive, but no face masks are required this year. Uh, unvaccinated players are still ineligible to play in Toronto uh, because of Canada's rules up there. Oh, Canada. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I guess it do, it doesn't say how long they need to stay out though. Though I I assume it would be the same five day thing that uh pretty that much has been going on for for basically anybody else. Yes, sir. Um, go ahead. Well, one uh, one other player that has uh, also suffered an injury and probably out for the year. Uh, is Boston Celtics forward uh, Dan- or forward or guard? I 
Yeah, forward. Oh, the guard. Uh, Demil. Yeah, no, they have him listed as a forward. I think. Okay, it's a forward. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, he suffered a left leg injury uh, during oh, yeah. a World Cup during a World Cup qualifier a couple weeks ago. Turns out it was it was originally listed as that the ACL was intact, and the ACL would be the same ACL that he had previously operated on. Uh, originally, the doctors had said that the ACL was intact. Now, all of a sudden, a couple of days ago, uh, it came out that it was that the ACL was actually torn. How the hell do you mm. diagnose a torn ACL? Exactly. I don't understand how you misdiagnose a torn ACL. And you but, call yourself a doctor. Mm. Uh, you know, re- regardless, though. Uh, he is out likely for the year. Uh, Boston, I heard, is going to yeah, apply. They're gonna they're gonna apply for the. I think it's like they can get an eight point three million dollar uh, disabled player exception. I think. Wow. Which that'll allow Which them to sign team. somebody. That'll allow them that, to sign that, somebody that, like say like want. say Carmelo. But they no, I mean Carmelo's trash. Uh, they got um, yeah, uh, Brogman, who's a really good piece yeah. for the backcourt. But yeah, they could. I mean, Robert Williams, Pine Lord, Al Horford, Grant Williams. I mean, how big is the lock of uh, Gallinari? He's the fourth guy, right? You start, well, you, he would have been. He's going two he, guys, two guys down low. Gallinari is fourth. He was not starting. Well, he. He would have been he would have been the primary backup for uh, Al Horford with Al Horford starting at power forward. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, yeah, it feels and are, Grant, are and terrible, Williams, man. And Grant Williams would have been the primary backup for uh, for Robert Williams. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a terrible injury. I I, I uh, tore an ACL back in the day, and oh my god, you're talking about up to your. Uh, midsection from your ankle yeah you're sleeping in a uh, in a cat and you're on pain pills and you're waking up i was waking up crying or, or uh, pain it's a very painful injury so yeah and, th- and now, this is the same this is the same acl that he had previously torn before yeah it's not that's not looking good so so oh yeah Chances are he's probably going to be out. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Steve. Go for it. Well, I was just going to say, chances are he's probably going to be out for most of the year. I would be surprised if he comes back. I think Boston might shut him down for the year, period. Uh, Even though, you know, chances are he would probably be able to come back in time for the playoffs. I don't know if considering Boston signed him to a two-year deal, I don't know if Boston would want to risk it. Uh, so I think it's possible that uh, Gallinari might be out for the year now with this. Yeah, very unfortunate, but yeah, eight fields are terrible. Ooh. Yeah, yes, brutal injury. Speaking of, and speaking of the Celtics too, uh, apparently we now know. Why? Oh, by the way, touchdown Ohio State now. Ohio State is go. finally 
Good. Hey, Finally showing hey, up. I, I I put way too much money. Whatever I'm worth, I'm not worth shit. I put some money onto Ohio State, minus 17. So now we need about two more touchdowns, and then we're golden. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully, uh, yeah, I, I, I was going to say, some, hopefully uh, they don't miss that kick. I put, I put uh, 250 on the uh, Bucks, which I know is terrible. Um, yeah, I, I always, uh, I'm good at uh, making bad decisions. On the Buccaneers? Oh, yeah, no, on, oh, on, on the, the Buckeyes. On the yeah, Buckeyes, yeah. Minus 17, which is insane, because look at this. I mean, they're struggling to win. I mean, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, why I, I, I then really... again, though, nobody nobody expected them to struggle as as much as they are tonight. So, I mean, maybe you – know, I mean, we've all seen it before, right? We've all seen it before. In, in seven minutes, they could score three touchdowns. Yeah. You never know. I mean, it ain't it over the whole That's not looking but we too do good have, uh, We do have news about Jason Tatum. Turns out uh, the reason why he kind of disappeared when it came to the later rounds of the playoffs, apparently he was playing through a non-displaced left wrist fracture that apparently affected him for the last two months of the season. Uh, and he was. I don't want to hear that shit. Pardon my French. After the fact, who who is leaking that information? No one talked about that before. Oh yeah, you know what happened? Well, he. Oh yeah, injured. Well, why are you making an excuse? I mean, I don't want to hear that right yeah. now. No yeah, one talked it's, about it's that. It's actually kind of fishy. No one talked. No one talked about that during the finals. Right. And it's kind of fishy when you think about it, considering he's also – he said that he basically dealt with a right shoulder injury during the postseason. He also dealt with uh, a non-displaced chip of the bone in his wrist and eventually the uh, injury ended up healing on its own. Uh, but he was dealing basically with pain and discomfort the whole entire time. Mm. So it's it's kind of convenient when you think when you think about it that now it's so many so many months after you yeah. know the uh, after the season that all great. of a sudden he, sorry, yeah Steve, I mean he played great I mean there's no why why would you have to make an excuse he played incredibly uh, brilliant he did it all he could like why are there excuses right now? I, I, Right uh, now we have a uh, we have uh, hang on real quick we have a uh, we have a new caller calling in uh, area code three oh seven you are on the air oh hello hello can you hear me yes uh, yeah yeah we can hear you just wanted to talk real quickly about a little injury that I suffered recently uh, I wrapped a bottle rocket around my cock and it blew it off mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. Very funny. So, your cock is uh, uh, pinky. How big is your cock? Pinky. I'm thinking. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Don't you don't you love those uh, don't you love those type of callers? Um, I thought I'd on the rack somewhere. Yeah, they keep they keep me up at night. Yeah, they're great. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so basically, uh, obviously, it's very easy for players to come through with these uh, with with these type of uh, type of discussions. You know that oh, I suffered a uh, I I I had been dealing with this type of injury, this type of injury. Look, Patrice Bergeron of the Bruins during his Stanley Cup during the Stanley Cup run in 2013 was dealing with a punctured lung, a a punctured lung, uh, along with multiple other injuries. And granted, they ended up losing to Chicago during uh, during the Mm. Stanley Cup Finals that year, but he never complained. You know, he no. I mean, he even said he said at the end of, at the end of the uh, run uh, during the exit interviews that he gave with the media. He said he was dealing with. He, he said first off, he said this is no excuse, but you know, I I was dealing with this injury, this injury, this injury. Uh, oh, a broken rib was one of the was one of the other ones too that he was uh, dealing with. Yeah. So you know, he he basically said it's no excuse, that, but uh, you know, that, just letting you that, guys know this is what I was dealing with. Oh yeah! Imagine, imagine running or skating, and getting hit all damn night with a broken rib. I mean, you can't even breathe. If you, if anyone out there has ever uh, touched their rib, if you ever cracked yeah. rib, God, it's absolutely debil- It's absolutely painful. Your whole midsection is shut down. You can't even mm-hmm. breathe. I mean, ribs connect to the heart. Come on, the leg bone. I mean, right. we're not told. Uh, we all know this. That's a very painful injury. Yeah. So I mean here's here's the thing with if 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 you dis, if you uh suffer a non-displaced fracture I mean, you know, you don't doesn't talk that about technically it. make it you don't, you don't doesn't that technically it. make it hard to play though? Yeah, absolutely. It makes it hard to play. The thing is internally I I hate to sound like some uh you know, no, actually if I'm the player or the coach or the team, you don't talk about it. Because think right. about it, there's going to be a target on your next time you play. You don't give people information. Oh, yeah, you know what? My ankle's messed up. What do you think the, the Islanders or the Canadians are doing next time they see you? They're splashing your ankle. You don't talk about your injury. Exactly. And you know, it's it's just obviously obviously you don't talk you know you don't talk about about your injuries until you know the well, end. Uh, point. It's on the DL. I mean, um, obviously yeah. you know MLB probably you know slower. Obviously more casual. Yeah. Okay. Hamstring, uh, elbow tightness. That's obvious. But like hockey is such a brut- brutal sport. You cannot reveal. Someone who's uh, maybe a little bit vulnerable, because they they will be the target for every opponent. Right. I mean, obviously they're you know they're in much more uh, they're they're in much more much more a much more dangerous spot considering the fact that you know I mean let's face it some of the hits in hockey are absolutely brutal (laughs) considering (laughs) what they what they have to go through so. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, those hits are absolutely legendary. I mean, that's you know, I would honestly say it's almost. I mean, they're they're skating, duh, duh. They're skating yeah. faster than 
faster than Tyreek Hill or, you know, right. Uh, right. Michael Vick. They're, they're running at, they're moving at a faster speed and getting mm-hmm. hit in the board. It's worse than uh, any football, I, I think. Most of them. Absolutely. I mean, brutal. Brutal. Right. Speaking, you know, speaking of which, Tyreek Hill, that, that first, uh, that first play, granted it was a preseason game, but that first throw to him by Tua for 70 yards in the final preseason game, if uh, that's what we that. have to expect from that duo in the in the regular season, Tua's going to be putting up yeah. numbers this year. What, what, if hey, we can expect good, that. I, I honestly didn't see it. Was it a good, good throw? Oh, my God. It, it you know The very first play of the game uh, – Mm-hmm. You know the kind of yeah. separation that Tyreek Hill can get, and the thing oh is, yes. Hill, Hill, I think he, I think he, I forget if it was with one or two hands, but he basically fell to the ground uh, as he was making the catch at the same time. But it was a very comfortable catch; like he was in no danger of dropping it or anything or missing the play. Uh, it yeah. was. I mean, he had a defender draped all over him, basically, and somehow, somehow, on the very first play of the game, Tua was able to connect for seventy yards. Uh, then later on, yeah. they ended up uh, they ended up scoring a touchdown later on on that drive. But if if that's what we can expect from from Tua moving uh, moving forward into this season with Tyreek Hill, and you got Jalen Waddle on that team. Uh, you, can't you might want to you might want to look out for Miami potentially this year. No, I have, I have respect and I love obviously I love you know what you just said. I I would not be mm-hmm. fearful of Tua. Show me the money. You know he's got to do it in the pre right. in the. Now I'm not right. trying to despair down count or you know talk bad about anyone. I'm just saying he's he's still got something to prove. Preseason preseason. Right. I mean end of the day, what is it? Not. Preseason, right? Yeah, so, yeah, but I mean, but I mean, I mean, though, look at the roster. You just look at you look at the roster that he's going to be oh, they've, they've dealing went, with they've there. Went, they have uh, G- I mean, I don't know about their running back Chase Edmonds, but they have I mean Waddle, and then I mean Miles Miles Gaskin. They got Miles. One of my, Miles Gaskin is their primary running back. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, they don't they, they don't have much doing there. But so two is gonna have to throw. I'm just so sick of uh, it. He reminds me of Jared Goff. Remember uh, against the Patriots, the Rams? Or, oh yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, come on. He could not even throw like five yards. What are we in high school? Like, dude, God bless you. Right. You know, I respect. But I mean, if you're a pro quarterback, you have to throw downfield. So good for him. Right. He has seen that. He has to be consistent though. I don't want to see. You know, I don't want to hear about one pass in the preseason. Because whenever I watch him on Sundays, he's, you know, deer in headlights. He's looking around, and then he dumps it off for a two-yard game. Everyone's going, Tua, what the is going on? So, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want I, – I don't believe in him right now. I don't. No. And also, uh, a little bit of a note here as I'm looking down their roster, it looks like they got Justin Bethel who was cut by the Patriots. Uh, that's actually a pretty good, uh, a pretty sneaky pickup for, uh, for Miami. I granted he's well, mainly special better. teams, but he's one of the best special teams players in the league. What is he a gunner? Like a 
like fifth receiver, gunner, or like a DB? What what's his uh, no, Yeah, he's a he's a DB. He's a uh, he's a DB, but he was uh, back. before. Yeah, before before the Patriots had picked him up, he was originally with the Ravens, and he was considered to be for many years one of the best. Uh, you know, one of the one of the best special teams players in the league. Wow. I mean, he made he, he made uh, the first team All Pro twice for his I've, uh, I've... work on special teams. I have two questions about the Dolphins. How good is their offensive line, and how good is their defense? Uh, offensive. Well, I'll will tell you right now, they're going to be starting uh, without Byron Jones because he's on uh, injured reserve for at least the first four games. Yep. Uh, offensive line. I mean, that's, let me just look here real quick. If you know what's up, I mean, that's that's the key. That yeah, way. I mean, I mean, you, let me just, beat, let me just look you, here real. You win. You win in the trenches. Right, you know you get. I mean, they you got, got tur- five, so, so, you get a five Tyreek Hills. If you have no line, you're done. You're done. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, some, some it, of the uh, some of the notable names that I noticed here. Uh, excuse me, that I noticed here: Teron Armstead, who I believe was formerly oh, with yeah. San Francisco. I think. Uh, we also That's, have uh, uh, Liam Eichenberg, uh, uh, who. Armstead, Armstead's a left tackle. He's he's a stud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got Eichenberg, who was originally uh, out of Notre Dame. I believe this is his second year, so I assume he was probably drafted by them last year. Uh, Greg Little, that's a name I recognize. I just I I I always look at mines because it's so important. It's it's not sexy, it's not appealing, it's not attractive. But like, dude, if you're not on the line, you're done. Look at the. I mean, yeah. You could look at any the world ever. The line it starts right. in the, the trenches. It, it's not sexy. It's not appealing. No one says, "Oh my God, look at this line." But real real people like you and me and Lou. I mean, you look at the line. It starts there. Right. If you don't have a line, you're, you could have Joe Montana. You need a line. I mean, I think Tua's best chance is to have a good line. I would probably run uh, play action, you know, uh, maybe some option, off tackle. Armstead's a beast. Mm. Um, they're, they're obviously going to get uh, Tyreek in his space. i throw a little, you know, three-yard pass out there. And then you got Waddle. Right. Who's a, <laughs> a younger, younger Tyreek Hill. I'd keep it short. I would throw it, you know, left and right, short, quick release. Two seconds, boom, out of the pocket. And, yeah, let those and guys, they also got those guys do the work. They also not, got not, Cedric. Uh, they also got Ced Wilson too, uh, formerly of the Cowboys. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think I think everyone and their brother loves uh, little gadget guys, and Miami's got a lot of gadgets. So get it out of Tua's hands and let those guys do the work. I, I don't. I, I right. would never expect Tua to win a playoff game uh, sitting back in shotgun. On third and seven against the Chiefs. Okay. So yeah. No. Realistically, realistically, in the world we live in, I would think Tua is going to have to get yeah. it out of his hands quickly, and just distribute the ball and let Ty. I mean, Tyreek is one of the best athletes ever in America. I would literally throw screens to him, probably ten times a game. I don't care. And no, and you know what? Look at him, and then now now you can look at him, pump fake, throw to Waddle. I mean, they have he's right. a he's a, a younger uh, 
Tyreek, I mean, that's my offense right there. I'm not running. I'm not I mean, if, any, if anything, I would say I would say Miami's primary uh, strength is their defense. I mean, I'm taking a look at their defense right now, and yeah. I see a lot more recognizable names on the defense as opposed to the offense. I mean, Eric, you got Eric Rowe. You got Byron Jones. You got Xavier Howard as their top three cornerbacks. I mean, obviously, Jones is going to start on the physically unable to perform. Great secondaries. Yep. You got uh, Emmanuel Ogba uh, at defensive end. You got Raekwon Davis at defensive tackle. You yep. also have – yeah, hang on one second. You got they, – they, they signed Trey Flowers this offseason. Uh, he, you know, he was he big with the Patriots. Uh, What's Flowers? DeAnd or Casey or what? Uh, uh, linebacker. Okay. Uh, they got Melvin Ingram, who I believe was with Pittsburgh. From the Char- I think. Chargers right. and then Pittsburgh. He's been bouncing around. He originally uh, all of his glory came when he was with Bosa in uh, San Diego, and then yeah. he bounced around. I, he, I, he, and, I think he went to Pittsburgh. So, I mean, there, I mean, a big man, big money. Like, obviously, the guy's not doing what he's doing. What do you used to do? I mean, why is he available? Yeah. I wouldn't trust him. i put it that way. It was, if he was, it was a salary, it was a salary dump. It was a salary dump for, uh, for Pittsburgh because they wanted, uh, they were going, they were going younger. So they decided, uh, because Ingram was still pretty productive for them last year, the reason okay. the reason why they got rid of him was because uh, you know with no Ben Roethlisberger this year, uh, they've obviously known that they're going into a rebuild. So um, yeah, right. They decided to they decided to shed Ooh, salary upset. while they could. And I mean, the the league now is so fast. You have to have cornerbacks. Yes. Yeah. I mean. And obviously, pass rushers. It's so different now. Right. It's, there's so much pressure on these defenders because these guys are so fast. So if you're defending Miami, you get a blitz, but you also have to have coverage. I mean, pick your poison. Yeah. Right. If I was Jason Chua, if I was a D coordinator on Sunday, I would bring, I would empty the dishwasher. I would bring everyone to right. him. I would blitz on stop. Rattle him, rattle the bums. Make him beatable. Yeah. I mean, I, about Joe Montana. I mean, uh, Tua is very beatable. I, I don't believe in the guy. I'm sorry, I just don't. All right. I believe we do have uh, Alexis. Is this you? Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Great to have you great to have you on. Uh I was I was just I was hoping this wasn't another prank caller because we had a prank caller earlier earlier tonight just about yeah. ten minutes ago maybe. Um, yeah, was, uh, it, it's me. I I would have been here sooner, but I was watching a football game that just ended. Oh wait, which which game? The George the Florida Utah game. Yep. Ooh. I just said we had an upset. Well, yeah, that was the upset. That was the upset. Yep, that was the upset. What was the score? What was the score? Twenty nine twenty six. Wow. Utah? Nope. Florida. Florida. Wow. Jesus. U- Utah yeah, was back. on the six yard line. <laughs> like first and goal. 
they end up going to pass it on second down and ends up intercepted. No way. Wow. The, way. Was that yeah, the was last 22. drive? Was that at the end yeah, of the game? Yeah, twenty two seconds left. Wow. Yeah, I just saw. I just saw it. Th- this is why wow. you don't pass it when you're on the six yard line with twenty two seconds left of the game. <laughs> Nobody learned a, from have, the. Did, I'm sorry. Did they have uh, timeouts left, or were they like were they nope. like like hurried up? Were they getting like pressured? Did they have timeouts or what? No, no, no timeouts left. They had used them already. Okay. Well, that's so your first mistake. A little bit, little bit uh, you know, a little bit uh, mentally, they're probably a little bit uh, scared or, or trying to hurry up something. Yeah, you got to slow it down there. I would, uh, in that situation, I would spike the ball. I don't know. Uh, reset. You got to recoup. Yeah, a young team like Utah. Are you going to trust someone to throw a touchdown there? No. I mean, I would have to have the offensive coordinator talk to that guy and, and on the sideline. I would spike the ball and, and quickly do a timeout. So that was that was the first win for Billy Napier as the new as the new uh, Gators coach. Because uh, Dan Mullen obviously isn't there anymore. So uh, that's the first that's the first win for Billy Napier. Uh, and you know, it's, it seems like nobody has still learned at all from the Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl. <laughs> what was it, forty-eight? Yeah. Uh, in, in Super Bowl forty-eight, nobody has learned yet that if you if you're within distance, I mean, granted run they didn't the have any ball. timeouts, but at least at least try to run the football. And yeah, you can still potentially hurry up if you have to. I mean, granted, 22 right. seconds left, but, you now, know, when now, you're, how good when you're throwing stop? from the six. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, see, a defense, when you're getting down there in those boundaries, think about it. The end of the end zone, the, the safeties, the linebackers, there's nothing behind them. Everyone's creeping up. Everyone's creeping up. Everyone knows what's going on. It's very hard yeah. to punch it in. You need that run option of least. Maybe a tight end dump. Maybe a play action. I mean, I mean, a good defense, they love down the red zone because there's nothing behind them. They, I mean, you're not getting in the house. I, I, yeah, I would, I would is, look uh, play calling right there. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and mm-hmm. and plus that would have been that would have been the game winner for Utah if. Uh, if they if they were to have uh, if they were to have converted that, but I mean they wow. they were well covered. They had two defenders making that pick or covering hey, that pick, the, I should say. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm out. Uh, what's your name? Uh, the that's a our buddy. Who yeah, that's him. a that's a that's Alexis. Alexis, you there? Yeah. Hey, bud. Hey, it's out. It's out. What's up, bud? Hey, I want to ask you. Um, so what what was the play? What was the play that happened right there? They did some uh, passing play. I don't remember what exact play would it be called, but it was they went right for down a passing the middle. Play. Yeah, did, did it look good? Right down the middle. 
did it look good or was it like, holy shit, this is not going to be good? <laughs> I mean, where he was throwing it looked like it it could have been a touchdown, but the tight end ended up falling down and the Ooh. guy that intercepted saw the ball coming and yeah. leaped to grab it. Wow. Oh, you know what? I, I, just, I just saw the reap the tight end was expecting mm. a flag to be thrown. And it was a, and it was a, yeah, I, I think he was expecting a, a flag to be thrown for him being thrown to the ground or something. Cause, oh, did, he, did, he, uh, did, he quit on, did he quit on the play? No. I mean, the, basically the ball, when, when the ball was thrown, he was already on the ground essentially. Wow. Was he getting and murdered? He was, expecting... was, was, was it interference or not? Uh, it didn't well, look like it to me. When I was looking at it, it didn't look like it. Because uh, obviously if there was interference, the ball would have, or I mean the uh, flag would have been thrown right away. Yes. Right. Reps were all over, the reps were all over the place. And uh, it was a bullet pass actually that was, uh, that was thrown. So it was like a, it was like a, a laser. And okay. somehow Florida was able to grab it before it hit the ground. But okay. in all honesty, in all honesty, I don't think the guy would have made the catch with with him being on the ground. It, it looked like it would have mm-hmm. fallen just a little bit short. Kind of a shot so, in the dark. They, they were looking for a yeah. flag too. Yeah, that's what it kind of looked like almost. And there was no flag, so uh, was that, that a, basically third, sealed uh, it. Was that a uh, second down, third down? Was that fourth down? What was the uh, scenario? Uh, second, second and goal. Oh wow! Like you said, man. Like you said, I mean, at least, at least run that. You're in the six, right? You're in, you're in that area. You're in the neighborhood. Punch that in. And then, right. like you said, I mean, and, and and if you don't get pulled, that's fine. If you get down to three or two, you can. I, I wouldn't say spike it, but yeah, you can spike it. You don't need time out there. Right. You can play the clock. Right. Play the clock there. It's not. Right. It's not all nothing. When you're uh, when you're on second down, I mean, the coordinator has to know that. I would run maybe once, and then you know, spike it or get an end zone. Spike wow. it, right? I gotta look that. I gotta look that up. That's what you should. Now, I don't know. If you, I, yeah, but I think he saw that there was an opening, and he uh-huh. didn't realize that there were that there would be two defenders closing in. I think he thought. That he'd be able to get the pass through, and ultimately, understandable, uh, understandable. Yeah, they may have been running like they may have been running like a fake where, where it didn't look like that they would close in, and then they end up when he threw it, they had, they you know he was basically suckered into throwing that ball. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the, the coordinators there in Utah know a lot more about me. They know a lot more than me, so I'm not I'm not trying to uh, second guess. Yeah. Them, but I was. I, if you think, maybe at least run it once, and then as you said, yeah, then, then you have a multitude of options. You can spike it or, hey, four six points. I mean, I would run it once right. and then go. I mean, but hey, that's you know, second guessing mm-hmm. is uh, every, everything. Right. Now, did I, did any of did any of you see uh, a couple weeks ago? I, w- I meant to, I meant to talk about this last week before I ended up canceling due to uh, connection issues. Uh, right. The UFC, the big UFC bout 
Camaro Usman and Leon Edwards. Yeah. Camaro Usman. Th- this guy, uh, this guy was considered to be the great, uh, the uh, the the best pound for pound MMA fighter in the world, out of all weight classes, and he was actually, if he had won, I believe they said he would have either tied or he would have broken Anderson Silva's record uh, for yep. consecutive title defenses, and. He ended up, uh, or not, not consecutive title defenses for uh, for wins in in the UFC before suffering a loss, and he ultimately uh, he was leading the 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 fight against Leon Edwards. Uh, it was like I think it was three three rounds to one. He was he was leading, and then in the fifth round, with literally a minute left, Leon Edwards caught him with a head kick that. If any of you are MMA fans, uh, if you remember the Rashad Evans Sean Salmon fight, when Rashad Evans basically kicked Sean Salmon in the head and Salmon fell backwards like a, you know, like a pile of like a pile of bricks, that's basically yeah. what happened here with Edwards and Usman. Usman basically fell backwards like a ba- like a bag of them. He was like his eyes were wide open, like. Uh, almost yeah. as if he was frozen in place, and he was basically he was knocked out. Like there was no movement from him whatsoever. Uh, and Leon Edwards, you know, th- this was basically coming off of the uh, announcers were saying, well, you know, Edwards is ju- is just going to have to deal with the fact that you know he's going to have to have a moral victory that he didn't get stopped by Camaro Usman, and yeah. then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he lands that head kick that somehow, I mean, Usman looked like he was trying to block it, but somehow it connected uh, with his head and basically sent him right to sleep. Yeah. Night-night, people. (laughs) Yeah. And that was Usman's first loss since 2013. In his second mm. professional, wow! Since then, since then, uh, he had gone on a 19 and 0 streak before losing uh, a couple weeks ago yeah. to Leon Edwards. Not just that, but also uh, Leon Edwards was uh, was busy doing a little bit of uh, promotional work. Uh, overseas, I think, for the UFC this week over in Cardiff, Wales today, where he took part in the WWE's Clash at the Castle event that also took place today. And might I add, you know, uh, uh, we, we've discussed this before on the podcast where, you know, Vince McMahon retired and yeah. everybody was wondering, everybody was wondering, okay, what's the product going to be like? with Vince McMahon no longer at the helm. I'll tell you this right from the, right from the get-go. And uh, Paul Levesque has even, uh, has even come out about this and, and said it himself. He said that Vince literally has no ties apart from, you know, mm-hmm. him being a shareholder, uh, the majority shareholder still. He has right. no ties whatsoever now to any of the product that gets put on TV. 
so he doesn't get you know, like he doesn't get any of the uh any of the revenue from uh well actually no he gets revenue still from like uh merchandise sales and everything and whatnot but uh you know he does not have anything to do with the product that's currently put on the TV screen and I got to tell you for this being the first pay-per-view uh, officially not under the Vince McMahon banner, especially in a in a in a uh, a country like Wales, they sold out six. I think it was like sixty-two thousand people at the uh, at, at Cardiff, Wales. I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, trying to find the uh, where they were at. They were at Principality Stadium. In Cardiff, Wales, uh, sixty-two thousand two hundred and ninety-six people uh, Ooh, sold out. Sold out the event. Uh, it's the first stadium, the first major stadium event to take place in the United Kingdom since the nineteen ninety-two SummerSlam pay-per-view, where uh, we had that, where we had that classic between Bret Hart and uh, and Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. Yeah. And I got I mean I got to tell you, you know, I was expecting when I was watching this show, I was expecting okay, you know, this is probably just going to be one of those B show pay-per-views where nothing of substance really happens and it's just like it's just a glorified uh edition of Monday Night Raw basically. Yeah. The the atmosphere for their first show in 30 years in uh, in the UK for a pay per view. It felt like I was watching a WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, Alexis, you said you said you watched it, right? Yeah. I right, what what did you think of uh, what did you think of the show as a whole? It. it- it was a really good show. And I got a lot of times you get those shows, especially these ones where it's like, oh, here's the bathroom break match. I can go grab snacks, grab something. Even the match that you thought would have been that ended up being yeah. a spectacular match. Wow. It was that good? Yes. It was to. It was to. I mean, they they had. I honestly felt well before the main event. I had thought that uh, the Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther and uh, Sheamus was going to be match of the night because that was an absolute banger. Like they, you want to talk about two guys hitting a hard shot after shot after shot. Uh, yeah. Inflicting mass, you know, max punishment. This they, was basically they were they were lighting lighting each other up. Yeah, it was almost twenty minutes of both guys lighting each other up, and I thought that was match of the night. And then we got the main event, with which ended up being like a thirty-minute match, uh, with the United with the United Kingdom's probably biggest. Star Drew McIntyre losing to Roman Reigns, mm. who is the Universal wow. Champion, the undisputed Universal t- Champion. He holds both 
both world titles right now. Uh, you know, everybody thought that okay, Drew McIntyre because they're in because because they're in you know his area because he's he's from around the area uh, that you know they would give him the championships and. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened. They tried, uh, they tried having a money in the bank cash in, only for the money in the bank holder Austin Theory to be knocked out uh, by Tyson Fury, who was sitting at ringside. Um, they had Roman Reigns's uh, cousin show up and officially make his main roster debut after being in developmental. Uh, the entire past year, uh, effectively costing Drew McIntyre the win. And I mean, there were there were several other things. It, it wasn't just you know the, those two main ma- those two main matches. I mean, they brought back uh, they reunited the uh, popular British tag team Imperium, or stable, I should say, not tag team. Uh, they reunited the. Uh, you know, the very popular uh, British stable Imperium. So they're now back up on the main roster. Uh, they had they had Dominic Mysterio turn on his father, Rey Mysterio, uh, officially turning heel. Yes. I mean, th- there was a lot of stuff that happened tonight. And, and plus, what I think, I think this is actually pretty cool is AEW, AEW has been doing uh, – this, you know, from the get-go, uh, after they had originally uh, come to fruition back in 2019, where they would have press conferences after every pay-per-view, and it looks yeah. like WWE might be following suit here. As uh, WWE, they had uh, a post-event press conference with all of the uh, or some of the primary stars, some of the primary star wrestlers from the night uh and also paul levesque uh paul levesque who uh you know people know him as triple h uh but now he's a businessman so uh he was handling the business side of things uh you know basically discussing stuff that not that wouldn't normally be discussed Mm -hmm. under the vince mcmahon regime so it's it's very noticeable right now that there's a lot of changes that have happened so far. And I'll tell you, the stock price, I mean, obviously the stock price has come down uh, a little bit since, but it rose to as high as $75 per share. Wow. Uh, after Vince McMahon retired, which that was, uh, I mean, that's, you know, that's considered to be a pretty high number for WWE's standards. So, you know, obviously yeah. they're still preparing to sell and everything, but overall, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good show for a for a pay-per-view that was supposed to be classified as a B-list pay-per-view. It ended up being, right. it ended up looking more it ended up looking more like an A an A-list pay-per-view basically, like a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam. Which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, by the way, it looks like Ohio. I'm sorry, Alex. Uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Twenty-one to ten. It's. Oh. They didn't start a score. Yeah. 
But no, I yeah. lost my, uh, I lost my uh, money. Well, wow. uh, I'm gonna do fifty bucks it. down the drain. I'm gonna actually uh, not even think about that. I'm, tomorrow, mm-hmm. it's never happened. Amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah. Hey, when somebody this them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a big problem. Uh, I will survive. My approach and was uh, my 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 uh my mindset, which is absolutely horrible. That day, I'm like, it never happened. I just move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we do have an update on Jake Paul. Uh, Jake Paul, uh, after after his fight with, uh, you know, uh, after his last fight was was uh, was canceled due to quote unquote weight issues, uh, he is now <laughs> expected. He is okay. now expected to fight. He's now okay, expected it. to fight former former UFC middleweight champion Anderson the Spider Silva. Who is a legitimate oh, boxer? Yeah. And for people, for people who don't who don't know about Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva. I mean, obviously he's you know he's a record holder in the UFC uh, in terms of championship defenses and whatnot, and uh, and overall overall record inside the UFC. But also, he does have a boxing record. I mean, he did he did just knock out Tito Ortiz, but he also beat former Mexican champion Julio Cesar Julio, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in eight rounds in an eight round fight uh, last year, and Chavez Jr. apparently was uh, apparently was was fighting at his max. And still, Anderson was able to beat him. And this is a guy who, I mean, granted, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people will say that J- that Jake Paul is taking the easy way out here because uh, Anderson Silva's forty-seven. But a forty-seven-year-old Anderson Silva, I guarantee you, can still fuck up Jake Paul. I mean, this is no joke. Well, Jake Paul is fucked up. The big, this is no, this is no joke. The biggest threat. Uh, that Jake Paul has faced yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. I Silva, Silva, he just has a knack of being able to dodge punches, and I mean he ba- he basically he took a, a boxing champion like Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and made him look like a punk essentially. And yeah. I mean Chavez Jr. Chavez Jr. He has a boxing record of fifty three and six, uh, with one draw and one no contest, I believe, as well. So, uh, I mean, you know, the, the guy that Silva beat is no joke, and he wasn't taking it easy on 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 Anderson either. No. So I mean, this is. Jake Paul really wants to, if he wants to dare to run his mouth about Anderson Silva, uh, I don't think it's a good idea. I, 
I will not be surprised whatsoever if Silva absolutely kicks his ass. Because, I mean, Silva, he ha- he he knocked out uh, Forrest Griffin in the UFC with just a jab. Mm. That right there should tell you all you need to know about his about his uh, his punching yeah. power. Because you don't knock somebody out with a jab. And that's what he ended up doing. So uh Jake Paul better be taking better be taking that ser- better better be taking this matchup seriously with Anderson Silva yes. if he doesn't back out of it. Uh because even at forty seven, Silva will still be able to kick his ass. Even at forty seven, huh? Yeah. I mean he still has the punching power. I mean, granted, uh, you know, he's not as strong as say Tyrone Woodley. Oh, oh. But no, no. You know, he could still uh, it, Silva has a way of punching you to where it knocks you off balance. Which considering in the sport of boxing, that's a pretty huge uh it's it's a pretty huge way for the opponent to gain the upper hand if you can if if they can knock their opponent off balance, it's a very huge way for them to gain the upper hand. So uh, it's definitely no joke uh, this time for, for Jake Paul. So he better be ready. Now we are uh, going to go into the uh, after show, the, uh, the extra, the extra hour of time that blog talk allows us here. Uh all right. A little bit of a note. A little bit of a note. Nope. Uh, if we oh, do, we're going to extra power hour. We're going. We're going. Yep. Yes, we yep. are. But uh, a little, a little bit of a note here. Uh, if, if you get disconnected at all, uh, there's no way we can get back on the line after right. in, in this third hour. So, uh, if I get disconnected, obviously the show ends. Period. Uh, cause it, cause once the host gets disconnected, they knock everybody else off. Um, yeah, so hope, hopefully that doesn't, hopefully that doesn't happen here, but, uh, just a little bit of a warning, right. just consider, considering how my recent, uh, how my recent, uh, weeks have gone, mm. but there's still a lot, of, there's still a lot to discuss here, uh, one of the one of the things I wanted to discuss as well was we were talking about trades earlier in the NBA, and we didn't discuss this one. The LA Lakers have made it had made a deal with the Utah Jazz, sending Patrick Beverly to the Lakers in exchange for Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. Taylor Horton Tucker, that's terrible. Yeah. You want spacing, right? You want shooters around LeBron. Beverly couldn't hit the uh, side of a ball. Yeah, good luck, Lakers. Yeah, especially honestly, though. Honestly, though, I would consider this an upgrade compared to Taylor Horton Tucker. I mean, maybe yeah, Stanley Johnson can hit a couple of shots. Yeah, Yeah, anything's better than dirt. But uh, that's not. I mean, yeah, of course, Steve. Of course, it's an upgrade. But I mean, think about that on the floor. You got Anthony Davis. Who do you have at the five? I mean, 
Anthony Davis refused to play down low. He's a soft big man. Then you have uh, what? What? What are the wings? I don't even know. LeBron floats around in five positions while 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 on TikTok talking to a Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah, and the Lakers are a shit show. And Beverly, are you kidding me? Now, who are their shooters? Who's the shooters? No, no one. They're they're not a playoff team. That's it. No. All right, let me look real quick. Let me see who they got. Uh, they have no shooters. All right, so, they have no shooters. Yeah, their their lineup looks so like when someone, when someone when someone doubles. Obviously, the only reason you, well, not the only reason, but you want shooters on the perimeter or you know, uh, you know, in the corner that gives space to LeBron. So, right. Who, who are the who are the shooters? Because everyone they're going to triple team LeBron. LeBron's, you know, 85 years old. So we'll see what happens. So yeah. what I'm looking at right, what I'm looking at right now, uh, just looking at the roster, the notables that I see here. Obviously, you still got Russell Westbrook. I call him Westbrook because let's face <laughs> it, he can't, yeah. he can't hit. He can't hit a three pointer to save his life. That's true. You uh, let's see. You got. Well, I'm not even going to add Wayne Ellington in there. Uh, you got Dave. Yeah, you, you got Davis, of course. Uh, you got DJ Augustine. They added Lonnie Walker, who I believe was previously a Spur, I think. Previously unemployed. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, obviously. Uh, Mello, for now, is still on the roster, but he. Uh, Mello's unrestricted. Mello's gone. Yeah. But for some reason, they still have him listed on the roster, though. Oh, no. No, I, no, I respect what you're saying. Overall, uh, Mello's, you know, free agent. He's uh, talking to right. the Knicks, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking to the Knicks. He's also talking to Boston. Uh, and Boston's only in on, Boston's only in on him because of the Gallinari injury. That's it. That's uh. brutal. ACL? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. You want to talk? You want to talk about a huge hit? You want to talk about a huge hit to the bench? That's uh, basically mm, that. Definitely. Uh, they do have Kendrick Nunn, uh, Avery Bradley, Patrick Beverly. Bra- Brad- to, Bradley uh, isn't even a shooter, though. Not to cut you up, but simply to uh, interject on Kendrick Nunn, he didn't play last year. He didn't. Who's the he, No, he didn't play at all for the Lakers last year. I don't. I don't think oh, he's wow. going to be on the roster. I mean, they have no shooters. They have no shooters. So yeah, this is a, this is a problem. <laughs> well, uh, there's only Jeff. there's one there's only one team in the world I hate more than the Lakers. Cowboys. Ooh, ooh. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Beverly Beverly did shoot forty percent from the from the field last year with Minnesota. Nine point two point. I mean, let's face it, Beverly yeah. isn't going to be a starter. There's no way he's going to start no. on this Lakers roster. Not a chance. So what's the starting five? What's the starting five? AD, uh, King James, Adobe Power, and then obviously, uh, well, I mean, look West at the wings. Look at the- Who's the backcourt? Westbrook and Beverly. They can't even. Shoot, they can't shoot shoot their way out of fucking uh, Lotto. 
I mean, they, they do the mm. shot. That's a terrible that. I mean, the only thing the only thing I could think of is maybe Lonnie Walker is the shooting guard. Hmm. Who? <laughs> Who? Wa- Lonnie Who? Walker. He averaged. He averaged about twelve point one points per game last year for uh, for San Antonio. And and San Antonio has money, and for some reason they just let him walk. Huh. Yeah. That that's not strange. So what's wrong with Lonnie Walker? Well, well, Lakers, now that you you need to start Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, I I don't trust him at all. I mean, let's face it though; they also traded away what's his name. So. They traded away both their starting guards. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's free fall. I mean, so what? I, I, that roster? Are you kidding me? That's not a playoff roster. No way. No. No, way. It's a, no. I agree. I agree. It definitely isn't a playoff roster. Um, I mean, just just look at just looking at LeBron. I mean, you, you really want to waste your final. He signed, you know, he signed an extension to remain a Laker for basically the rest of his career. He should, he should go back home to Akron, Cleveland. Too late. How cool. I mean, he basically signed, uh, you know, he, he signed a contract that will basically keep him as a Laker for the rest of his career, essentially. Right. I mean the only the only well, noticeable that, so one that and, could and, and, and sorry Steve, give me uh, five seconds. I mean the only reason yeah. LeBron ultimately I mean let's let's be real, let's keep everything realistic and honest. The reason mm-hmm. LeBron from LA was for his music career no, I'm sorry, his uh his overall career. Okay, so he came like forty, fifty people. They brought him out to LA. Now he's like five inches, yeah, right. ten he doesn't really care about a ring. He's already done whatever. I mean, I, for the Lakers to keep investing around him, I'm, I'm just like, what are you doing? I, it, he's 40. What's his goal? I, what is he, 38, 39? I would, uh, he I would is 37. LeBron. I would take LeBron on any team in, my roster, in the world. Of course, I, I, LeBron's incredible. But, I mean, the roster is just totally downtrodden. He brought in oh, exactly. terrible people. Bazemore, Carmelo Anthony, nothing worked out. Dwight Howard, I mean, travesty. Now they're, yeah. They have, no, they have no draft picks. I mean, it's like purgatory. What they, they're going to fight for an eighth. Yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, you know, there's only one, there's only one hope, I feel, for them to even have any sort of a shooter. And I, I mean, granted, this is really stretching here for me. Uh, they added Scotty Pippen Jr., who somehow went undrafted. Junior. No, no, somehow are you kidding went, me? He's, who? who? I, I've never heard of the guy. Scotty Jr.? Scotty Pippen Jr. He's the uh, son of, uh, of the Bulls legend. I mean, it's going to be the the uh, Batman to Robin, or Robin to Batman. 
Well, I guess, I guess they're hoping that, you know, some of the rookies that they have can, can somehow break through. Uh, otherwise, I don't understand. And I said this from the very beginning, uh, you know, when, when free agency first started, that I didn't understand any of the moves that they were making whatsoever. I mean, they, they picked up Thomas Bryant, but it was like, you guys already signed, you guys already signed so many big men in the off season. It's like, what are you doing? You already have enough. I I would love, I would love for somebody to to explain to me what the Lakers are doing, because I don't think anyone can figure it out. Alexis, what's what's your read on this, Alexis? Because, I mean, you can't really think that the that the Lakers are, uh, you know, are going to waste LeBron's final years. No, they're not. But the problem is, LeBron's got too big of an ego. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know, Mr. You know I'm himself. almost wondering. I'm almost wondering if, because there were talks that Kyrie Irving and a package of Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris was going to be sent to the Lakers as part of a deal that would involve Russell Westbrook. But the problem is Brooklyn didn't want Westbrook. I'm wondering if maybe perhaps the Lakers made all of these moves with the idea that they were going to acquire Irving only except now the deal has fallen through. And obviously Irving and Durant are both staying in Brooklyn. And now the Lakers are basically left with, Oh shit. We have, uh, you know, we have our main stars and nothing to build around them. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely okay, I mean, horrible. Are you the, uh, Katie and uh, Kyrie? That's a joke, too. Neither team is winning a ring. Very simple. Let me repeat. Yeah. Nets and the Lakers are not winning a ring in the next 10 years. That's no. it. Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't uh, – I, I have no idea what the, what the hell they're – they're even attempting here. I I, I honestly I don't either. that it, I honestly think that it had to it had a lot to do with them hinging on on acquiring Irving. And once that didn't go down, that they basically have left themselves screwed for this entire season. Yeah. And, that, and that's that's the most miserable but uh, sobering reality about the NBA now. People are like, oh, let's go play here. Let's go play there. It's definitely killed the league. There's no loyalty. I mean, what, Kyrie? Oh, yeah. In that tomorrow. No, I want to go to uh, L.A. Shut up. Shut up. You're making $90 million a year. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, you make man. that. You make, you, you make all this money a year only to play in select games. Yeah, and it's, it's, I'm not. Trust me, trust me. I'm not some you know old school conservative. I'm, I'm not some conservative who you know yells at Kaepernick for taking. I'm just saying, hey, if you're on a team, play the play the game. 
you're making what right? Two million every Friday, direct deposit. I'll take that. I mean, what are you doing? I want to go there. I want. To, oh no, KD. I'll only be in New York and Brooklyn if uh, if they fire the the head coach. He said that. I mean, are you kidding me? It's so bad. It's deplorable. Right. And speaking of valet, speaking of valet, uh, the. Kobe Bryant case is officially over. Uh, the jury yes, found definitely. that the city of Los Angeles must pay uh, Vanessa Bryant $16 million over photos should, should. that were shared that were shared of the helicopter crash site uh, that uh, that were shared am- amongst uh, pretty much all of the bars, from what it sounds like, and the entire LAPD. Uh, which should be ashamed of themselves. Um, that fo- it w- there were photos of Bryant and his daughter Gianna, uh, who were that were uh, inappropriately shared by first responders, and as a result, the jury has awarded uh, sixteen million dollars to the uh, Bryant family. Yes. Which. I mean, Lou, obviously this is definitely a, you know, uh, a, ju- a, a yeah. justified decision because – Exactly. Never, you and, know, then, and, they, and the police department had no right to, to share the pictures with those other with, uh, friends. They had, they had no right to do that. Right. Not just that. They yeah, had no stupid. right to even take the photos. No. Shameful. That's shameful. I mean, the police department, the fire department, no less. I mean, really. Yeah, it's uh, it's disgusting you're show, behavior. It's supposed to show class and dignity, and when and you turn you turn into a to a, to a, like a media circus. Exactly. You freak. Now speaking speaking of disgusting behavior, uh, moving over to the NFL. Uh, the Bills have released punter Matt Ariza, also known as the punting god, uh, after he was accused of rape in a civil lawsuit that was filed in California State Court. Uh, he was accused, along with two other players from his alma mater, San Diego State, uh, of a of a basically a gang rape, uh, from what from what it says here. Uh, the thing the is, bills why would you know? The, the, here's the thing. Now, there's first of all, she was 17 years old, and you know she wasn't even in college. So what the hell was she doing being at a party? Where were the parents? And why didn't you just say no? You can't come in. There's a college party, and but you you let her anyway. I mean, you know, basically, you know, well, you know how it is. They're all at fault here. You know how it is with those underground parties, though. I mean, yeah, I high know, schoolers go to them all the time. I know, but it could have been prevented. Yeah, I mean, clearly it could have been prevented, but uh, apparently the alleged incident took place last October at an off-campus party at San Diego State. So it was somewhere around mm-hmm. San Diego State University. Um, and basically... Uh, the Bills had known about the allegations for a couple of weeks uh, right. before they end up, before they ultimately ended up releasing him. 
And obviously, the, both the Bills and the league probably have to be looking into this matter at, at this point. And uh, an attorney for Ariza initially denied the allegations, and the punt and he had said that the punter had told the teams about the rape investigation before the draft even took place. Correct. Uh, and it said so. Basically. The Bills, they they had named him initially their starting punter, and they had released Matt Hawk, who was their uh, original punter last season. Mm-hmm. And now because you know uh, now because of this, the Bills are now stuck with I, I forget who they signed in his place, but uh, you know they wasted a draft pick. They and you know <laughs> they. Uh, they ultimately that, that yeah one of the biggest scores ever so the guy kicked like what is like 90 yard kick and then right away gets arrested or gets kicked gets cut i mean that was yeah that, that was out of like a movie that was like a three-day yeah. uh difference there. yeah he kicked like, one of the best yeah, kicks and, ever and then boom right away lost he's done and, he's done and you know you, and you know you know what disgusts me though what disgusts me about this is that san diego state university knew about this they knew about this and and they decided last season the dean of the university decided to hide the allegate to keep the allegations under wraps so that it wouldn't affect their football team the dean should be fired and furthermore he could be sued he could be sued too yeah he very well could be because I mean that's you're basically aiding and abetting a rapist, essentially. Yeah. What I mean, and and we we all saw the uh, how it, uh, you know obviously his family's going to be loyal. I, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to be angry at his mom or dad. They're trying to defend their son. They're like, this is terrible. This is a travesty. They're coming after my son. It's like, wow, this is getting crazy. I, right. I, I would not. I would not predict that he will ever punt a ball in the NFL. And that's it's abitur. That's it. Yeah. No. I doubt. I, I. I doubt he will ever find it. I doubt he will ever find a team now. Um, and it says it says here apparently his parents are now being extorted. Uh, he he, <laughs> he claims that. He claims. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait a minute! No, never mind. I'm reading this wrong. What? I'm reading this wrong. His parents, his <laughs> parents are saying that he's being extorted and discriminated against. Uh, no, that's that's what I was uh, sloppily sloppily referring to. You you made it sound oh, a lot okay. better. That's what I meant. No, his parents were defending them. Oh my God, it's a travesty. They're coming after my son. Well, you know what? Yeah, you're something bad. And now the girl's coming forward. I mean. We were talking, uh, you know, Lou, Steve, we were talking, yeah. you know, a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, Deshaun, things like that. I mean, people are around. If you do yeah. something bad, and then if you're in the spotlight, those people are going to come around and say, hey, you know what? That guy's a jerk. So, I mean, you right. got to treat, yeah. treat everyone well because it'll catch up to you. So, his two, his two, uh, the two other teammates that were involved were Xavier Leonard and Nowlin. I'm not even going to pronounce that. Naulin Iwaliko, I think. Sounds like a 
not when guitar player, uh, guitar player from Iron Maiden. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh, yeah. it's, it's a very hard name. To, it's a very hard name to pronounce, basically. But uh, you know, Mom, rega- uh, regardless, um, I think. Oh no, I was joking around. I was, I was saying uh, metal metal names. I was I was being a oh, okay. idiot. Like, yeah, my girlfriend always tells me to shut up, so I take take that advice. <laughs> well, so it and now the woman who accused uh, Matt Ariza of this. Uh, has spoken out about it since, and obviously under anonymity. Um, so it says that, uh, first off, Leonard and Iwaliko at the time were both freshmen. Uh, Ariza was either a junior or a senior, I forget which. Um, so she told Nightline, uh, ABC, uh, ABC Nightline, that uh, she was intoxicated in and out of consciousness that night, but there were several blocks of the night that she remembers like they were just yesterday, in her own words. She She's saying it, basically. Uh, that she said that she had talked with Ariza outside of the house where he gave her a drink and then performed sex acts on her. And after the initial encounter... She she said that she was led back inside into a bedroom, and when she walked into the room, there were several guys already in there, and she had a feeling that something bad was going to happen, and she expected it. And basically, she said, Ariza and his teammates violently gang-raped her, leaving bruises and bloody marks. Her piercings were also ripped out. Uh she told Nightline that she never once gave the men her permission for sex and she was screaming during the incident. Uh, the next morning, she contacted the police, filed a report, and then went to the hospital. Uh, and she said she, init- she didn't initially know the identities of her alleged attackers, uh, but detectives in the sex crimes unit arranged arranged recorded pretext calls with the men who were believed to be in the room when the gang rape when the gang rape took place and the alleged victim said huh sorry no there you go i mean detectives you think they're stupid no they obviously had a way to get the knowledge but like you said they they will get knowledge out of any criminal in the world those guys are the best right Uh, continue yes yeah, and it, it says that the alleged victim said that Ariza was on one of those calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it, sa- it said he, to- he told me that we had hooked up, and he told me that I should get tested for mm-hmm. chlamydia. And oh. I then was told, chlamydia I then is was told by my – it's a sexually transmitted disease. Oh, like AIDS. Okay. Yeah. I I then was told by my detectives uh, to clarify. Uh, it's like it's like a Lou. It's like a you know STD. That's all. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I got it. And uh, she she says I was then told by my detectives to clarify what he meant by hookup. So I had asked him uh, if we had actual sex, and his tone completely changed from that point. Hey uh, Neil. They allege he's the alleged he's cooked. Yeah. And the alleged victim then said that Ariza, that Ariza then denied having sex before hanging up. 
as was alleged in the complaint. And the police finished their investigation in early August, where they then turned it over to the San Diego District Attorney's Office. And basically, ever since uh, the news about Matt Ariza signing and everything, she's been reliving uh, that incident, basically, over and over. And like you said, um, San Diego State did nothing about it. They're equally culpable. I would, right. I would, I would, expect, or I would hope. I'm not some like snitch narc. Like I'm not, you know, everyone. Yeah, what you smoke pot? Oh my god, good. No, I'm very, I'm very liberal overall. Trust me, I have my fun. I do my things. Um, that guy, I would expect. I would hope someone throws a book at him. Because if that girl's living those nightmares, then he deserves to go to jail. That's it. Uh, this is what makes this is what makes me laugh, though. First off, his attorney released an additional statement contending that the suit is a money grab. But then she said, and here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. She claims she claims that he is a hundred percent adamant that he never forcibly raped this young lady or forcibly had sex with her in any way. Uh, she also claims that. His client did not know that the victim was underage or intoxicated, claiming he never gave her a drink, never gave her any intoxicating substance, and she was not mm. visibly intoxicated when he was talking to her. Well, so, yeah. I mean, first off, yeah, you know, for first it, off, isn't isn't uh, the I would assume the age of consent is eighteen, right? In California, I thought it was, I thought it was in, in the world. Yeah. What are you in uh, Kentucky? No, eighteen is consent. Yeah, so because I mean I know I know in some areas in in some states age the age is sixteen. So yes, I know in most areas it's eighteen, but you know you never know. So, uh, I mean obviously no. even even no. if <laughs> even if even if it was consensual. Yeah, go for it. Even if it's con- even if it was consensual, Alex, it's still illegal. I I understand that. Now, also, let's understand. You already heard my uh, opinion about this. I think I think you should uh, be sent away for a couple of years at least. You already know me. Okay. Yeah. Overall, yeah. now the thing is tricky. So let's picture if you or uh, Lou or your neighbor, or your 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 buddy from back in the day. If you're 19 or 20, and then you're dating a 17, 16, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot different than a 50 year old doing that to a 17. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. There's a gray area. There's a gray area. Oh, we're in love, but yeah, no, they got screwed. Yeah. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this, Alexis? I mean, does this basically put a this probably puts a wrap on his career before it even starts? Oh, for sure. It it's it's over for him. I mean, don't don't you it think is. too that the uh, that the don't you think too that the university could potentially get investigated uh, as a part of this now that it's known that the uh, that the dean even knew about it before uh, as you know right after it happened. I I would say for sure. Investigating the school. 
and to th- and to think they did th- they did this because they didn't want to ruin uh, their team's football their football team's chances. They didn't want to oh, ruin yeah. their te- their team's football chances, even though they what was their record last year? Uh, At, maybe four wins. And also to build on that, Steve, I mean, not the star quarterback. It's a punter. It's a punter. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The team, should get, the team should get Everyone should get absolutely killed off this. Everything in San Diego State, they should go down for this. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, this uh, – well, they were – they were tw- so basically they sacrificed this for a 12-2 and record – even though, and yeah, they were in a they were in a bowl game too. They lost the Mountain West Championship game to Utah State. They weren't anywhere close to uh, the college football playoff. But hell, let's uh, you know let's get rid of our morals and you know just to, just decide to keep this under wraps because otherwise it'll hurt our football team's chances. Yeah, I mean it's deplorable. Now, I didn't mean to minimize anything when I said uh, punter. I mean, it's yeah. quarterback. Either way, either way, they're completely – they should be jammed right now. They should be having uh, – they should be going under right now for it. I mean, you cannot do that. They, they, we never heard any of this, you know, talk the whole year until he got drafted. Now it's suddenly coming out. Wow. So, obviously, like you said, Steve, obviously they were covering up the uh, blankets back at uh, campus last year. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just horrific to even, to even hear that because you would think the first, the first thing that they would have done in the investigation was go to the university and speak with the Dean and everything. And supposedly the Dean had no idea what they were talking about. And it was just recently revealed that the dean had kept everything under wraps. And that's why it took so long for this to come out. I mean, well, I, I would say, you know, I'm not the uh, king of the world. I would say my my two cents. I would say he he has to be accountable. Maybe dismiss him as well. No one, no one is above. Oh him. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No one. Yeah, I th- I think I think if anything, they should uh, you know, they should basically just completely clean house in that university. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you're gonna have to get rid of the dean. Oh yeah. You right. would have to get rid of the president. You would have to get rid of the president, probably the president of the. Oh, uh, yeah. They're all in the pod. I mean, peas in the pod. They're all in the same gang. I mean, yeah. clean them all up. Clean the house. Uh, it's it's just disgusting. Yes. But moving no, and, moving on from that. And, 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 I'm sorry. I'll say you know five more seconds. The, the, the message that sends if you don't clean house, then it sends a terrible message, and that that it's going to be a stain on the San Diego State. You have to clean house. Exactly. Exactly. It's otherwise it'll set a terrible precedent. Uh, now, now there was another 
another interesting story that I wanted to talk about last week before everything happened um, that ended up happening during UFC 278. Uh, UFC president Dana White was on the Gronkowski's uh, show that they have on Fox uh, with the Gronkowski mm-hmm. family. And because uh, as as part of his retirement, Rob Gronkowski is part of a UFC broadcast now. He does some sort of reaction sort of show uh, where they react to the fights as they happen in real time or something like that. And apparently, according to Dana White, uh, ex Raiders coach John Gruden blew up a blew up a deal. He blew up a deal that Dana White had arranged. For, for Las Vegas to sign both Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski prior to them <laughs> no. both signing with Tampa Bay. Okay. Dana, I mean, Dana has, Dana has a, a very good ties with the Davis family. Uh, I've never – I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that guy. I, I really don't. Uh, overall, yeah. I mean – Again, I, I trust me. I like I like pretty girls. I think everyone brother does. I've never seen that much uh, Giselle. I'm I, I'm not trying to sound like Brad Pitt. I'm just saying I Brady's like getting led, led around. Apparently, Giselle was so pissed off that he came out of retirement. She was gonna oh, leave. Oh yeah. So he went on vacation. Oh, yeah. I, and again, yep, I'm not, that was like, the rumor. I'm not. I'm not. Saying, you know, big. I'm not some big player, but like I've never. Like, yeah, she's pretty. She's very pretty. But like, you're Tom Brady. You don't let anyone tell you what to do. Yeah, you're Tom Brady. Exactly. You're Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And and not to mention, you just had an MVP caliber season, and I still stand by it. Right. He should have won MVP last year. Yeah, I mean, he's still, yeah, he's getting uh, getting whipped. What? He's getting uh, getting controlled. Yeah, and I mean, imagine, if, if, you know, if he feels if he gets injured or just loses and then gets divorced, I could see that on the wall. Right, I could see, I could see it coming. I mean, she's not Possibly. happy. What's going to make her happy now? I mean, Think look, about at, look that. at that offensive line. You know, look at that no. offensive line yeah. that they have. He's going to get hammered. And all of those injuries that they have, uh, I mean, yeah, they got Tristan Wirfs returning, but all the injuries that they've suffered on the offensive line, uh, he's lost his all-pro center in Ryan Jensen. He's a great player. Yep. He's like a great He's lost the the best league, one of the best linemen in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that Tampa Bay offensive line has suffered a lot of losses in the preseason. And I mean, it's just, I I almost feel like it's it's going to be potentially open season on him this year. You don't you don't think a rookie, uh, fourth rounder or first rounder or undrafted, some guy coming off the edge, you don't think they want to kill Brady and tell their girlfriend, oh, of their mom, <laughs> I'm on TV, I'm hunting Tom Brady. They're coming, they're coming for yeah. of course, of course. You know, that's the one thing that everybody has wanted to do ever since he started winning these Super Bowls. Of course. Of course. People want to hate him. And, and well, you know, God God bless him. Hey, I, if I was 
if I was lucky enough to be a player like that, I, I would want to crush Tom Brady. That's 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 your chance to like beat the man, to like be the best. Right. He's got a target right. on his back, on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. I I would I would, yeah. I would probably I, I, off the cuff. It's, it's random. I I know you weren't saying for uh, predictions, but I would think Tampa maybe right now nine and seven, nine nine and eight. There's a lot of drama. I don't see that team. I, I think there's a lot of drama there. Yeah, I would be, uh, and you know, that's, I've kind of, I've kind of gone back and forth because, okay, if somehow, you know, that offensive line can keep things together, I mean, Brady still does, they don't have Gronkowski anymore, but, move, you know, though. they still, he's yeah. susceptible to get crushed. He needs a line. Like you said, Jensen, a yeah. couple of the guys are out. I mean, he's it's open season. Like you said, people are going to rip. They're going to light Brady up. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's still Tom Brady, though. You know, if he, if he has – if he has an off, – if his offensive line can at least give him a little bit of time, he can still make those throws. So, of course. I'm, that's what – I, I would, I was never disparaging Brady. I know he's great. I'm just saying he's very yeah. vulnerable. This is the most vulnerable he'll ever be. Oh yeah, there's a, the only mm-hmm. other time I can think of was, uh, it was one of the New England years when I want to say it was after Trent. It was after Trent Brown left, and he ended up going to I think it was Oakland, and. As, well, at the time they were they were still in Oak or you know they were still in Oakland before they moved to Vegas. Uh, right. It was after winning it was after winning the Super Bowl against I think it was the Falcons. Uh, the year that they lost to the Eagles, they had what almost seemed like at some points it was it was almost like a uh, it was almost like a turnstile for an offensive line. Like there would be one dude on the right side that would literally oh, let yeah. every single, every single fucking lineman go right through him like <laughs> it was nothing. And uh, that's literally the only other horrible offensive line I've ever seen Brady have in front of him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's compared to. It, it's not rocket science. I mean, it's not sexy. It's not attractive, but you need a line. That's why the yeah, best teams, right. they, pick, they pick line, O-line, D-line. It starts in the trenches. Yeah. You could have five five receivers. You could have people in the world. No, big guys beat, beat uh, little guys up. That was uh, Andy yeah. Reid. He said I, big people beat uh, little guys up because it, it, it always starts in trenches. That's an Andy Reid quote. Now, I mean, you might not love – I love Andy Reid, but um, that's what he said. I mean, it's kind of tr- – I mean, well, I know the best, they'll, they'll pick the, – the best teams will probably pick tackles or DMs or cornerbacks every draft, first round. Well, well, I know a certain somebody who loves Andy Reid. Uh, Alexis, you're a, uh, you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah. Ah. Oh heck yeah, man! I'm from uh, I'm a I'm an Eagles fan, Alexis, and then my dad's from uh, Kansas City. So I'm a I'm a I, I love the Chiefs too. And also, uh, speaking of the Eagles, the Eagles qu- got 
honestly, I feel it's quite the grab that they got uh, from the Saints getting Chauncey Gardner-Johnson uh, along with a seventh-round pick in exchange for just a fifth and sixth-round pick. Great, great moves. And Johnson uh, is entering the the reason why the the reason why the Saints traded him is because they couldn't come to an agreement on a new deal with him. Yeah, and yet he was probably one of their better defensive players last year. Yeah, and he's coming up on a contract like you said. So they have Lattimore. They they have some high priced people in that secondary. They can't afford to maybe keep him around. Uh, Eagles. I mean, yeah. they Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. Hassan Reddick, A.J. Brown, <laughs> they are loaded up. This is one year. That's it. If I, if I, if I was a HR or a, his agent, I'd say Jalen, Jalen Hurts, this is one yeah. year. You have one year right now. You have one year. I don't care what happens. It, obviously, I do. Um, you have one year. To, it's a prove it, prove it year. That's it. If, if they don't yeah. go in deep playoffs, he's done. Jalen Hurts is done. I mean, you can't – they have so many weapons now. They have a really good line. They have a great defense. What else do you want? You want – Yeah, uh, so there's no, there's no excuse, basically. No, yeah. yeah. You want uh, better cheerleaders, better coffee. What do you want? Like, you have everything on the table right now. Go and do it. I I don't even know if I believe in them. I, I want them to succeed. I mean, the Eagles are loaded, but I, the biggest question mark is the most important person on the field, quarterback. Yeah, it's uh, basically if you're not going to succeed this season under Hurts, you never like will. if you don't make any if you don't make any progress basically this yeah. year, then you I mean, never that, will. Essentially, that play, that, that playoff game against Brady was comical. I was disgusted. It, I mean, yeah, Cooper got thirty-five yards, or you know, he couldn't even. He was running around like he was uh, in middle school. I said, "What? What? What the heck is going on here? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I mean, yeah. exactly. It's it's uh, it, it's ridiculous to say the least. And may, maybe maybe it was playoff jitters. I don't know, uh, but you still got to put up a better performance mm-hmm. than that, even if yeah, it's your I mean, first time in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, uh, Alabama, cool. That sounds great. But, like, do something right now. I mean, I don't care where you're from. Like, are you doing something now? No. I mean, that that was pitiful. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's, a leader, he's a leader. He's a captain. You know, blah, blah, blah. But, no, it, it is important. I mean, it's very well uh, respected. His teammates love him. He's a, like a leader. But, dude, you got to perform. This is one year. Yeah, That's exactly. It. That's it. At the end of the year, we're going to see it, and we might let you go. We might not. That's it. By the way, uh, it looks like an update on Andrew Benintendi. He has a brace on his right wrist. Uh, looks like it was – they're considering it a wrist – they're considering it a wrist injury, even though it looked like he broke a finger originally. Oh. But, yet they're calling yeah, it a wrist I, I, injury. Benintendi. I heard the story. He was actually trying to jack up uh, Brian Cashman. He, he heard <laughs> I heard that too. Oh man! But you know, still, that's it's 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 just another it's injury after injury after injury. 
and it's starting to show because the Yankees can't even, even win a game now. Now they lost again yeah. tonight. They're free falling like that. Dirty dogs. Free falling. However, though, oh. however, however, though, Aaron Aaron Judge did hit home run number fifty-two tonight. And he'll, okay. he'll, be in, he'll be in California next year. That's great. He hit home run number fifty-two. That's uh, what nine away from from the Yankee record, I think. Nine away from Roger Maris. Yes. I mean, he could potentially. I I, I think he has he, enough time to potentially. He break could, it. but he's gotta get he, hot. Lou, Lou, it takes a binge. It takes like it takes a weekend. He can hit five home runs in two days. You know him. Hope yeah, and right. he comes have a slump too. We can also not hit home runs for three weeks. Where's Dan? All right, it's what possible. Where, where's Giancarlo? Guy can he walks around, gets injured, going in the shower. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Uh, he's batting. Indeed. He's not. He's he's not even batting two. Uh, entering the final uh, the final inning today, he was batting two twenty. Let me see what his overall what his average is at now. Two nineteen. Two nineteen. Two nineteen with twenty four uh, homers and sixty four RBIs, and and forty eight excuses. <laughs> yes, he's a pussy. Pardon my uh, part of my Latin. In his last seven games, he's only had his last seven games. He's only had three hits, and he's batting one fifteen out of the last seven. Pathetic. Pathetic. Boone's like Boone's like. Uh, uh, Giancarlo, whatever, whatever you want to be called. Uh, do you want to go to right field? He's like, no, no, I want to just DH. Like, dude, are you kidding me? You're making thirty million dollars a year. I'd be out there. I'd run, yeah, in the morning if I was making that. He's like, no, I, I don't feel good being on the field. Well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, talk about diva. I mean, come on. Yeah, they got, uh, they got, they got, they got Oswaldo. They got Oswaldo Cabrera, one of their uh, prospects. Who are, who normally plays shortstop? They have him in right. From Mexico, with a with a whistle ball bat from Mexico. Yeah, he's he's the he's the one. He's the chosen one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what, Donaldson, who they acquired from Minnesota, he's only batting two eighteen. <sighs> he, he's been shot for years. I'm sorry. yeah. I mean, I mean, it, uh, when, when was the last time he was really effective? What, with Oakland? Yeah. Actually, that no, with Toronto. Up. Yeah, and but again, I always say, why would a team like that give him away? Why would they not lock him up? He wasn't popular. Exactly. He was doing something. Obviously, and then obviously saw the uh, skirmish this year. He's not a popular person. Yep. He likes to start shit, and now he's, like, breaking down. I mean, why would that guy be on a championship team? Not mine. Right. Uh, he did uh, – actually, his last good year was – well, I mean, last year he had 26 homers, 72 RBIs, but let me see. What did he bat? Um, Don't get me wrong. I, I like I like Donaldson's over, overall. I, obviously, mm. I was just the Yankees. But, no, I yeah, I think it's nice. he's a good ball player, but he's broken down. I mean, when it's done, yeah, it's done. His, 
His average last year his average last year was two forty seven. His last good year in terms of average was twenty seventeen where he batted two seventy. Yeah, and and you look at him, what wow, that's amazing. He's going different team every year. Wow, what why is that? <laughs> Do the math. No one wants him. I think yeah. it was because of his contract. I think it was because of his contract. Because didn't Toronto acquire a couple of big name uh a couple of big names back in uh twenty eighteen? Yeah. Oh yeah, the initial swap. They they got a couple of pitcher uh prospects that Yeah, when they when they traded him to Cleveland. Yeah. I mean I, I was I, I thought that I was good, man. I'm reading stuff now and the, you see the uh the thing he did with the oh yeah. Jackie Robinson. Bro. No, you don't say that. Right, right. Nope. You, you just yeah, you don't no. say that. And no yeah, one I thought no that, one, I thought that was horrible. And and no one really uh justified or Defend them on the Yankees. They're like, wow, this guy's on the island. He's 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 one and done. He will not be a Yankee next year. It's another Cashman uh, failure. Mm. Cashman's had a lot of yeah, failures. Trump is right. Yeah, you know, you know, what? it seems to me like Cashman was trying to build up a Yankee roster to where they were they would be dangerous from top to bottom. To where, like, you know, as far as power-wise, they would be dangerous from top to bottom. I mean, you have Judge fucking batting leadoff right now. <laughs> what? What? Why? Batting, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a manager every single day? Every single lineup card is different. The Yankees. Judge is second. Donaldson's leading off. Donaldson's on the bench. Lemay is fifth. Lemay is first. I mean, what is this? No, Boone is Boone's the problem. He's one of the problems. That's true. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the Yankees they really have to do something right now. Uh, like something something. This this was a team. This was a team that they were looking at as potentially, you know, and you know, being the front runner for the World Series. But right now, at this point, it, it they'll be lucky to even hang on to their division. At oh, this they'll, point, they'll get slaughtered. At this time. point, yeah, they really will. And yeah, I'm a Mets fan. Obviously, I'm biased. I don't mean to talk too much. Yeah, but I think Yankees. Well, hey, I'm a Red Sox fan, so this, this is not a good Yankees. This is not a good Yankees roster. They will be done in one round. Simple. Exactly. Yeah. That is if they that is if they go if they go through the uh you know, if they go through the wild card and automatically to the divisional round, yeah, they'll be mm-hmm. they'll be potentially one and done depending on who they face off against. And and this has been the case for what, ten years? When's the last time the Yankees won yeah. win? I mean two thousand nine. Uh, yeah, two thousand nine. They they have like softball hitters. No speed, no defense, and then no, not not enough pitching. Right, right. They don't, pitch, and they never address that. It's very curious. And you know, the, if anything, they traded starting pitching this year, and ever Fucking, ever since uh, they did so. What's his name? Um, 
Montgomery. Montgomery. Montgomery, yeah. yeah Ever now since he's they traded Montgomery. He's, he's like Sayam over in St. Louis now. He's like 3-0 yeah. with a, you know, no ERA. Why would you give that guy up? Exactly. The person, the, the haul they got back, he's, he's in a booth. He can't even play yet. What Cashman, what a terrible move. Yeah, you know, I think I almost, I almost think with the way with the slump that they have been on, I, I almost because they're like three and twenty since the All Star break or since the, uh, the trade deadline. Nine and nineteen. Nine and nineteen. Okay, that's what it was. Hey, I hey, almost Lou, wonder. You listening, Lou? <laughs> I, I almost wonder if maybe perhaps the team is trying to send a message to Cashman because there were a lot of people that were pissed off about Montgomery being traded. That was terrible. I mean, that guy was 27 years yeah. old for lefty projectable. I mean, what else do you want from a, a, a prospect? Awesome, awesome pitcher. Give him up for a while. Bader, cool. You know, he's from, uh, he's from New York. He's from uh, Westchester, which is nice. But why would you give up a, a gem of a pitcher like that? So, so basically, uh, Cashman and Boone trust what Herman Severino. Those guys get lit up in the playoffs. There's no way the Yankees are going to win a ring. No. Yeah, I would be. I would be surprised if somehow they get, if somehow they they can ultimately. You know they can they can ultimately hang on here. I would be very surprised if they, if they can hang on here and somehow make the World Series. But I mean, you have Toronto, you have uh, you have Tampa Bay in the wild card. If they happen to somehow have a first round matchup with the Yankees, I would not Done. be surprised at all if the Yank if the Yankees lose to either Toronto or Tampa. They both own them. I mean, look at the stats. I mean, and then, like you said before, with that, uh, you know, Montgomery. I mean, Yankees are short on pitching. Who are you starting? All right, three games: Tampa, Kluber, McClanahan, Fazza. All right, look at the Yankees. Who do they have? Cole. What else? Cole gets what up? Who else? Uh, uh, uh I feel like uh, I need another Cerveza. Severino? Whatever. I mean, let's see. Next, uh, I mean, let's uh, let's just look at uh, look at tomorrow's matchup. They got Mo- they got Montez going against Armstrong. I'm just saying, and Montez, the Yankees do not have the arms. Really simple. No. No, they do not. And Montez is four and eleven this year. Oh, Montez. Although terrible. a lot of that, a lot of that has to do, yeah. a lot of that has to do with Oakland, though. No, he, did you see his? Did you see his quote the other day? He said, uh, "Yeah, I'm not used to pitching and pressure. I don't really care about anything. Whatever happens." He said some horrendous, some terrible quote. Jesus. Did you see what he said? He's like, "I, I no, I really didn't." Care. If I'm in New York, I I really don't care. I I don't like being here. <laughs> They're like, "What?" <laughs> well, good then, leave. Right and leave. I mean, it's 
it, it, it just seems like, and also they traded away Joey Gallo too, and now Gallo is all of a sudden lighting up in L.A. Gallo's Bo Jackson. So, and they traded away Gallo. The Gallo trade was even worse because the Gallo trade, they That's got literally the somebody thing. who isn't even, they got, they got somebody who isn't even projected to make double A at all in his career. <laughs> so yeah. they got a guy. They got a guy who was zero and nine in exchange for Joey Gallo. I mean that right there. It was basically a salary dump, and I mean, what do you now it's Cashman? blowing up in the Yankees' you face. Get more than that. I mean, how does Cashman not get more than that? I don't know. I, there's a lot of questions around the Yankees, and you know what? I respect them. I I, I don't see them winning winning rings next ten years. Maybe five years now. They're just not yeah. going to the right, right way. They're yeah, right. And don't. now, and now they want to, and now they want to let my, uh, they want to let Aaron Judge uh, walk. Oh yeah, trust me, he's going to California. Trust me. He's going to Dodgers. Son of Giants, yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, hey, we're right at the right at the tail end of tonight's uh, show. Uh, thank you to Lou. Thank you to Alex, and thank you to Alexis uh, for Thanks, joining guys. me tonight. Uh, a uh, it's a pleasure having a, having everybody on tonight. Uh, a reminder: no Thursday night podcast for the challenge, and instead uh, we will still have the Friday night Big Brother podcast uh, this upcoming Friday night. And of course, we'll be back next Saturday night with another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly. Uh, connection pending, that is, if my connection will hold. But uh, with that being said, everybody have a great uh, Labor Day weekend, and we will be back here next Saturday night. Love you guys. Later. Have a good night.